My face is finished, my body's gone, and I can't help but think standing up here in all this applause and gazing down at all the young and the beautiful uh, with their questioning eyes that I must above all things love myself, that I must above all things love myself, that I must above all things love myself. Or a girl in the crowd I ran over, I shouted out I asked her if I could take her out But she said that she didn't want to I changed the sheets on my bed I combed the hairs across my head I sucked in my gut and still she said That she just didn't want to
get down to it, boppers. Show. Brand new. 800 number uh, lined up today. If you're in Trainer, Pennsylvania, uh, the Trainer line is 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. And you can also use 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ if you're in Linwood, Marcus Hook, Boothwin, any of the three Twin Oaks, or Ogden. Complete Chichester lines are open. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, the big non-story is uh, X-Factor opened with a fizzle last night. Did not have the big opening that everybody wanted and dreamed. And I know that you heard people on this show said it was going to destroy American Idol. and Murder it. But if you looked at it even for a second, it's the same show. It's the same exact show. And these vote-off shows are just running constantly. Well, there's music when they do the tryouts now. It's not just acapella. Well, who knew that the 90-year-old woman wasn't going to be a great singer? came as a shock to us all, but there you have it. She should have rapped. Um, I don't know. The city is on lockdown. The New York uh, military everywhere. Mm. And from what I understand, somebody has either been Facebooking or tweeting that people have been trapped in the tunnels uh, waiting to get into the city on trains and the trains are being diverted now it's just been madness here Crazy. for the last week uh, I left here yesterday about 4 o'clock and I'm on 5th Avenue and I kid you not it looked like cop school had just let out Shit. there was just I don't know whether the cops were you know changing shifts or whatever but they were just going in every uh, which direction and they all look young. They all look like, uh, I don't know if you're ready to be a cop yet. Yeah, straight out of school. Yeah, I know that you've got, you know, like, uh, the real cops. Uh, but then there's these other cops that we have here. <laughs> it's like dudes that I fucking go to school with or whatever. First of all, they would have been freshmen when you were graduating. <laughs> They're really, really young. Uh, Tom, you're on manifest. Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to call, and uh, I, I don't know about uh, the new show. I'm not a fan of it. Oh, uh, the Ron and Fez show? No, no, I love the Ron and Fez show. Oh, don't good. get me wrong. I don't like the X Factor. Yeah, I mean, it's a non-story. There's nothing really to talk about. It's just another show, uh, one of 17, 
where people come on, they hope to sing. Have to vote. And even when they win, you won't see them again. If you want to, um, if you really want to make one of these shows work, you've got to turn stars out. Yeah. I don't know where the fucking stars have been from all these other shows, but they just finish, and it's much like as if they would have won on any game show. They just then leave. It's so insane. if if L.A. Reid can turn them into a star, then yeah, maybe you will have a, 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 a chance. But there's no reason to sit around and vote and wish when they just disappear after. Uh, Jim, you're on the Run of Fest show. Ronnie B, hey, uh, I think your phone lines are fucked up, man. I used the Saskatoon number, and I'm in Arizona. Right, that's really odd. Where exactly are you calling from? Lake Havasu, Arizona. Home All right, Lake Havasu. I'm looking this up crazy, right now. Man. All right, that should be 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, recheck that for me. Thank you. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show. Now, the big story last night on the cable news and the big story on the Internet was uh, Troy Davis. Uh, some people uh, rallying hard to save him. Supreme Court turned it down yesterday. This guy was on death row in Georgia. Uh and when and went out, they give the exact time that the guy is going to die. So uh, people, uh, both sides of this uh, death issue, come out in droves. Oh, yeah. um, some people lighting what I would call an internet candle with a vigil there. And then other people that get so ferociously excited that someone's going to be put to death that you feel like you're in the Old West. It's crazy bloodlust. Yeah, they just, their excitement level that someone is going to die is amazing. At the same time, the people who didn't know Troy uh, from anywhere. I think his name is Troy Davis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, just, is that his name or is that a young tailback coming out of Oklahoma <laughs> State? Uh, but those people within the 30 or 40 minutes of research, we're able to say not only do they not want the man put to death, but he's absolutely innocent. 100%. So I'm watching these arguments going back and forth, and the uh, amount of expertise that can happen, and the only way I can understand it is a search, search, hurry up and search yeah. mode that they quickly got into this. They not only... Some of these young internet hunters were able to figure out that he shouldn't be put to death, but that he's innocent, and here's the actual guy. And I'm like, you, you guys need to be defense attorneys. <laughs> this is an amazing thing. I but fell it, into that group. Very least, that paralegal. shocks me. That shocks me. You not doing any research at all and having a very shallow opinion? Well, I, and I hadn't heard of Troy Davis before this, but I can't believe with everything that was stacked up there that this man couldn't get a stay of execution. Well, even the Supreme Court, who probably looked into it a little further than you did, uh, denied his stay of execution. Um, let's go over here to Dan. Dan, you're on Renefez. Yeah, Ronnie. There were so many uh, black people on Twitter last night talking about this. I thought it turned into MySpace. So you actually, you're actually writing gags about it, then. You're ready to do a fucking Letterman one-liner. I'm not saying there was a lot of black people on uh, Twitter last night, but I thought I saw Tom from MySpace. Uh, big, big show coming up for you later on. 
Uh, Troy Davis, who, uh, well, we really haven't heard from in quite some time. Uh, but there he is, uh, director of the Boondock Saints, uh, put to death last night in Georgia. And he gave out some kind of really uh, great uh, closing line before he was put to death, saying to the, the guards who put him to death, may God have mercy on their souls, and I want my family and friends to keep going uh, to prove my innocence after this. It was a very uh, well-put-together deal, but the way this uh, really goes down is this. Uh, some people believe in the death penalty. Some people don't believe in the death penalty. If you don't believe in the death penalty, you will find reasons to say this. there's not enough evidence for this guy. As Fez just did in his quick... I'm going to guess not even searching himself, but just seeing other people's tweets. Uh, if you're for the death penalty, there's no amount of death penalty before you're satisfied with it. And more. You, yeah, you're more. an Old West fucking, you take your kids out, you're fucking <laughs> taunting and uh, yelling stuff out. So that's what it really comes down to. If you're pro-death penalty, you normally will find the reasons that the person should be executed. If you're anti-death penalty, you will find the reasons that the person should not be executed. And we go through this uh, every time one of these things pops up. And then the following day, everybody goes back around their lives. It yeah. doesn't matter what side they were on. You're back to bitching about traffic. It's a quick turnover. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there may be like 1% of people that are involved on either side that stay involved. Yeah. But most of the people just come out uh, and say to themselves, uh, all right, it's over. Uh, I'm done. Uh, Jose, you're on the Manifest Show. Jose. Oops. Jose, we got you, buddy? Not there. Uh, hi, you're on the Manifest Show. What's up, buddy? 276 checking in. 276. Hoo-ah! It's very early. I try. Uh, the thing that drives me nuts about this Troy Davis thing is that the people who are so into putting him to death, that you heard it at the Republican debate, that they cheer for the amount of people that he executed, those are the same exact people that lose their fucking minds when you talk about abortion. Well, personally for me, and I'll just speak for them, I think they, people view this as two different issues. But if you believe in the sanctity of life, then you love the sin or not the sin, or whatever Christian shit they have. Yeah, I don't life, know life whether... Yeah, if you see this Christian shit, I don't know if that's the way for you to figure out the way that their minds work. But that um, is a sick mob to sit there and cheer that Governor Perry executed over 200 people. Like he's Mariano Rivera and just got the record. Well, because they believe in the death penalty. They honestly feel like it's a deterrent or whatever their feeling is about it um you think they would be cheering if they just started executing people in walmarts i mean you see, when you see the other side as being a sick mob how are you ever going to get around and have any kind of fucking debate about this you really see the people at that thing as just being uh sick uh greg you're a manifest yeah, Ron, I was just going, I didn't know if any protesters showed up last night to try to save that asshole out in Texas. You know, I think they killed one last night over there at 
truck, the black guy behind the pickup truck, the Richard Bird. Uh, yeah, if we stop the uh, stop the presses every time you kill someone in Texas, uh, <laughs> we'd never have any other stories. Um, Joe, Georgia, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, hey, Ron and Fez. Um, yeah, I think I'm I'm actually out of uh, Savannah, where uh, you know the shooting actually took place, and uh, a, a lot of people. Yeah, I think the issue we had. You know, I, I kind of understand the argument. You know, hey, maybe not wanting to put someone to death and. You know, I'm not actually that big a pro-death penalty myself, but, yeah, the number of people that started posting, he was clearly innocent. It, it was just, it was almost kind of insulting. I mean, he's been through so many courts over and over, and the, it, it just, and the other thing that kept bugging me is the number of people that kept saying they couldn't believe Casey Anthony was free um, while he's being put to death. They, anyway, first of all, they yeah. would have loved to have killed Casey Anthony oh, as well. Man. Um <laughs> Here is, um, uh, let's go over here to um, Nick. Nick, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, how are you doing today, Ron Fez? Yeah. Uh, that other guy, I don't understand. I'm not even for abortion. I mean, against abortion. Let me say that right off the bat. But how do you equate killing a criminal who has murdered people with killing a baby that's sitting inside. I, I honestly, and I'm, I'm, I said the same thing. I'm gonna. I think it's two different yeah. things right away. And again, it's always a problem when someone thinks they're going to use the other person's religion about them. You see that they're building walls instead of bridges. Um, not that you have to, you know, constantly build bridges, but these things pop up, and I don't know whether they're true outrage, whether they're fake outrage, but it does get to me that in about the 40 minutes that most people were posting last night, they had decided an innocent man was being put to death. Yeah, hashtagging it. Or a guilty man was being put to death. Um, quite frankly, none of us in this conversation know any of the details of this. No detail one about it. Uh, let's go over here to the HTG. And I noticed you were posting last night. Mm. I was. I was posting wildly like a mad person. Um, but I did not actually feel either way. I didn't, I didn't know much about this guy. I hadn't even heard of him until last night. And I, and I wasn't going to try in 10 minutes to, to figure out, you know, did he do it? Did he not do it? But it, but it didn't matter to me. Just that, that crazy feeling of we're sitting here all on Twitter. Everybody's talking to each other. And in about 10 minutes, this guy's life is going to be purposefully ended by by people who say they're the law. It made me feel kind of sick, kind of nauseous, and it made me feel really sad. Well, it is kind of interesting that these are the only people that you ever know exactly when someone is going to die. If you have a, a, a relative that's terminal, they might get this long window of it could happen. Yeah. With a but to hear at, you know, 11.08... <laughs> yeah, a person is going to die. That it becomes that kind of precise, and yeah. the entire weirdness of you know walking them down the aisle and oh, strapping them in, and, and a fucking opening the window, and people, people are watching. Um, but you are certainly HTG going in a far different uh, viewpoint than let's say Fez or some of the other people had, because you're not saying whether this person is innocent or guilty, you're saying the, the act of the state taking a life is strange to you. 
Yeah, uh, you know, and, and the fact that there are a lot of people who, who strongly believe in his innocence and that there is some evidence of innocence certainly makes that even more frantic. But, but that doesn't even have to be there. You know, I used to be pro-death penalty, and then I kind of, you know, moved to a place where I was kind of neutral, and it didn't, I didn't feel strongly either way. But I, I think as of last night, I finally figured out that I am completely anti-death penalty. It just feels wrong. And I don't see anything that uh, is gained by it. You know, when we when we punish people, we've got like three or four different reasons that you, you, you punish them to keep them away from hurting others. You, you try to rehabilitate them. Uh, there's a the need for vengeance. And then there's deterrence by others. And there's no proof that death penalty satisfies any of those things. Um, so, but what, when you were... Uh pro-death penalty. Is this why you were in law school when you became a lawyer, or was it pre then? It was probably, when I first went into law school, I would say I was in favor of the death penalty. I was sort of in favor of a more primitive justice system of an eye for an eye, and, you know, Very Jewish. Hey, if you're going to do that, you know, we, then, then you, you know, I'm not going to feel bad for what happens to you. But, you know, uh, that has completely changed, and when I voiced that opinion on Twitter last night, the answers that I was getting back were just, they shocked me. You know, like you were saying before, I had people writing back to me about, you know, then they should televise abortions and <laughs> crazy things about what about the kids of the victim. Of course I feel for the kids of the victim. I just don't think that killing this man who may or may not have caused their pain is going to solve the, the problems of those two children. Do you think that... Um do you think that there's enough out there that we should televise uh, an execution? Uh, I don't feel like we should televise. I'm not like in favor of seeing executions. It's not. It, that's not the reason behind it. But I do think that if we're going to execute people, we shouldn't be ashamed of showing it. We should be, you know, if we believe in it strongly enough, we should be willing to look at it. It might be so grotesque to people that it might turn people around and just show how medieval me, uh, medieval it seems. Or just the opposite. It might be so interesting to people that it starts getting a 70 share and people can't wait for the next uh, thing to go down. Um, yeah, I wouldn't want to see it glamorized. Um, so, so that would have to be something that was done very carefully. I mean, you um, know, uh, I already brought up the Old West thing. They used to hang people and draw crowds. It, it certainly didn't deter the death penalty then. Uh, the interesting thing to me about Americans is that I believe all the European nations are anti-death penalty. Yep. Um, I think China still has it. Uh, a bunch of African nations that we certainly don't want to line ourselves up with. But most of the people that we see as our allies... Uh, made the deal on this a long time ago. Basically, I think based on what HDG is saying, is that it doesn't bring any benefit to the state. That the yeah, state it, it doesn't, doesn't seem to benefit. have bettered itself by doing this. The only possible thing that's satisfied is the need for vengeance, and um, that's definitely questionable how bene you know how beneficial it is to society. And then what you know, there's always the what if we're wrong. Uh, all right, HDG. All right, thanks so much, Ronnie. All right, bye-bye. Um, no, I don't want to hear any of the abortion people. Seriously, we're talking about something different today. We get into the abortion people. We've, we'll have fucking abortion shows again. We've done it before. Seriously. Uh, this is really about this Troy Davis thing. And I only bring it up because I see the amount of excitement that it caused 
last night. They um, lost their shit on Facebook and Twitter. It was nuts. Now, if we would have done this show last night, we would have had people screaming. Today, and it goes back to that, people are able to deal. They're cool. able to walk around cool. no matter what side of yeah, no matter <laughs> what side of that issue they're on. But people don't generally talk about the death penalty that much unless there's a big one looming. Um, Alan, you're on the Run and Fez show. Hey, yeah, I was just going to say, I think one of the things that the, the reason it's so, you know, everybody's so excitable about this, this whole thing is that our entire justice system is kind of based on innocent until proven guilty. And that's the whole reason where we've said we'd rather see, you know, uh, a guilty man go free than an innocent man be punished. And I think there was enough doubt in this case that it kind of was like a flip side to that whole, our whole belief system that said, hey, you know, uh, there's enough doubt here, but we're still going to kill this guy. Well, the Supreme Court uh, didn't feel like anything was violated. They felt like the person had a, uh, a fair tw- trial. And there was also 20 years of appeals, right? There were yeah. 20 years of appeals. But I think mostly even the jurors from that first, uh, not most, I can't say that, but most of the ju- a lot of the jurors from that first case even said if they had the same evidence they had today, they would have they found differently. They even so had witnesses never- that took it back. Seven witnesses yeah. changed their stories. Yeah, so why was, why was the, he, this guy never given the option to at least have a retrial in front of New they, Because they did not view that there was enough there for a retrial. I don't know how long you guys think a trial is supposed to last. That a trial is supposed to go on forever. Now, again, that may be a reason for never having a death penalty. But it certainly doesn't turn it around and make this one person innocent. That's the fucking thing that gets to me. And the stuff that you're reading about the seven witnesses, would you at least be open to the fact, Fez, that you're not getting the full fucking story there? Oh, yeah. Because that you didn't I mean, sit down and read that the, the, obviously the prosecution or, or, or any of those people aren't going, you know what? A lot of shit have come up. Maybe we should do that. You realize that you're probably reading the words of people uh, who very much are on one side of this. Yeah, and uh, and obviously I don't know what the witnesses said in the first place. Right. So to again, recant what they said. So I think that's a totally different fucking story. A totally different story of whether or not it benefits us to uh, have this. Uh, Tom, you're on the Run of Fish show. Yeah, I, HTG said, uh, how are you guys doing this afternoon, by the yeah. way? Um, HTG said that it doesn't serve the purpose of vengeance, but I think in most of the cases, the people that are convicted are guilty. There are a few examples where they're not, and that's obviously unacceptable. But there is the angle of vengeance, and I think that's the single only benefit. Well, well first of all, it. if you say that it's unacceptable, that it ever happens then you'd have to fucking pull it off the table that we do it at all. Completely. You know, unless there could be some kind of signed confession the second before the guy gets put to death and he agrees, I'd much rather be put to death. But as long as you have somebody denying, and Tom, if you're sitting there saying any mistake is unacceptable, then you would have to pull the death penalty off. You can't have, you can't be both sides of that. Uh, And as far as vengeance... To the victims go, I would fucking, on a vengeance level, I would go a lot further than the state if it's my own personal thing, because I would be dealing with my anger. And it's why we don't let the families go in there and deal with this. It becomes the state issue. In 22 Uh, years, they would have had to have waited. 
Yeah, I don't know. Um, here's our buddy, the Scrambler. Hey, Scrambler. Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Um, this, you know, the death penalty, it doesn't deter people from killing. Life in prison doesn't. It just seems like there's the correction system, the penal system, there's just nothing stopping people from committing violent crimes. It's yes. Just, the whole thing needs to be just kind of reworked, but there's no... But- I don't have a solution. I don't yeah. think anybody has a solution. I mean, well, there's nothing. Well, we are not going to ever stop people from committing violent crimes no matter I, what happens. I know. So I that, understand, yeah. But I'm know, just saying the, the death penalty, you know, I'm always kind of back and forth because neither one seems to, you know, to work. So where does that leave us? Um, all right. Uh, well, it leaves us where we are right now. Uh, John, you're on the run of Fed show. John, we got you. Once, twice, hey. we got. Hey. All right, go ahead. Hey. Yeah, um, I just wanted to go back to what HTG said earlier. What you guys were talking about with uh, um, the death penalty being, you know, exposed on TV, like showing the death penalty on TV. And honestly, I don't think it'd be any different than what people are watching on TV right now. It, you know, it, I, it well, would... I, I, I'm personally for. Uh, televising this, and you don't make it an entertainment program. It could be on C-SPAN or something like that. Uh, by the same token, um, I think that you know there should be uh, cameras on most of the things that the government does. Most of the things that the government sets out to do, I'd like to see some cameras on them. Fuck knows, we're under fucking surveillance here. <laughs> Every step we take, we're fucking Everywhere on camera. Everywhere we are, we're under fucking we're right, surveillance. We're right there and here. There's a fucking camera on us. Um, so, the man don't mind watching us. <laughs> Let's watch the man a little bit. Uh, let me go over to the Zeets, who's been very quiet today. Z-Dog. Just straight off the thing, we won't even Troy Davis it. Uh, and I, I, I'm going to guess what I think you are, but I don't know 100%. Death penalty, you for it or against it? I think I'm against it. I would have lost the buck. I thought it would be pro. Yeah, I, I thought, thought he was pro. for it. I, I just, I, I think honestly, my it's my own fears coming forward where I'm just like, I wouldn't want to be put to, like, I put myself, like, even last night, I, I almost agree with what HGG said. I felt very, just one way or another, sort of helpless. Like, even if this guy did it, I didn't understand what it was solving. And I know that's the old argument, but I just, it was very strange the mentality the public took on of a lot of people being like, yeah, let's watch this, and then the other people fighting them. It was very bizarre. You know, when I did uh, morning radio in Florida, um, they used to put a lot of people to death in Florida those days, and they actually called their electric chair Old Sparky. And uh, I think they finally got rid of it when some guy's head fucking caught on fire and i'm not talking i'm talking 90s you know i mean i'm not talking oh back in the 30s i'm not talking that long ago and on the mornings when someone would be put to death my phone would be just exploding with bloodlust and the people there would drive out uh tailgate they would have their kids with them. They would be fucking playing Skinnert. They would just <laughs> be rocking. And across the street would be some people holding candles and weeping silently. And the rest of the people would just have their kids would have like fucking G.I. Joes and these little chairs yeah, and oh acting God. like they're lighting firecrackers on it. So that feeling uh, of when someone's being put to death brings up these two extremes of character. That people have. One is this, uh, we're doing something horribly wrong, and I feel like it's happening to me. And the other one is almost a Super Bowl mentality of excitement. And that's been around 
Oh, we certainly know it was there for Christ, but it goes back a lot further than that, where people go, this is unbelievable. They feel it. Shit's they feel that up. electricity. Um, but then, you know, I would get people, I wish we had an electric couch. I'd like to put them all on, you know. And then I'd be like, I know, ma'am. I understand. You're all excited right now. Why don't you call back tomorrow? Um, let's go over here to Jim, North Carolina. You're on my first. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, that last comment you just made is so sad that people, or our society, has moved that far. Um, All you had to do was go on the Internet last night, dude. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I, I think going back, you know, back to the Inquisition, Christ, if, you're in, if you were a criminal in their eyes, they would torture you and, and kill you until you, you know, basically sign a confession. You know, we had the Salem witch burnings. You know, it's just sad that we haven't moved any farther than 1500. You know, well, the, the, the other part of this that always, uh, you know, comes up in it is that you will never hear about the wealthy people getting this because they OJ it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they got that cash. Um, you rain. get enough people done to say, wait, here's where the cops fucked up. Mm -hmm. You get some brilliant people <laughs> to turn people. that fucking jury around and buy. around till at least one guy's got a little bit of doubt. He's like, I don't know. Wow, that guy's convincing. That Shit. other millionaire made a lot of sense. <laughs> but I'm sure Troy just goes walking in there with his fucking public defender. Oh, fuck. Who's just I would love just to see. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. The amount of fucking guys on death row with public defenders. <laughs> 100%. First day uh, on the job, public defenders. Um, but even if you're not, even if, look, look at Los Angeles. They had their best fucking lawyers. And their best $70,000 a year lawyer ain't worth shit when... The fucking dream team came fucking rolling Shapiro in. Shapiro and Kardashian, Jesus Christ, they fucking banked it up. It was like fucking having Joe Montana, <laughs> just fucking just taking whatever they give, just picking it off, <laughs> slow and steady, just fucking Moving beat the shit out of them, just beat the shit out of them. So here's these other people who are as skilled as the city of Los Angeles can come up with, but they're fucking you know city workers. Uh, they were they fucking pulled that cop in, turned him every oh which my way. God. Oh, he's a terrible racist. Basically, the KKK. They invented the the the, the term the N word, which we never had. They literally <laughs> made up a fucking term, and it <laughs> stuck twenty years later. These guys were amazing. Um, let's go over to um, Danny. Danny, you're on the run of fish show. Hey, Ron, this, uh, this may be a little stretch, I don't know, but uh, Song Gun Law, his punishment was death, the crime that he done. So the people are against the death penalty. Do you think that maybe they thought he should have been put in prison, able to live out the rest of his life? Well, it would have. There's a lot of people who think uh, there should have been a trial, uh, at the very least. Um, and that would have been, you know, the normal justice. Now, whether he made a move or there was a move, blah, blah, blah. I mean, all that stuff would come out. In the trial, but are we, you know, civilized people or not? That's the way we're going to run our civilization. Right now, there are certain states that are very comfortable with the death penalty. And we're looking at Texas. But what it also fucking kills me is, you know, you talk about is there a deterrent? Why are these people killing people in Texas? Wouldn't you think, first of all, in Texas, I wouldn't want to get busted with a fucking joint today. Fuck no. So I don't understand. If it's such a deterrent, why does it still go down in Texas? Um, 
I am not going to do the fucking pro If you're pro-choice, can you support the... I don't want that. This is about the fucking death penalty. It's not about religious stuff. It's not about other issues. It's just about the death penalty. Are you with it or against it? Um, I still think that we're probably uh, in a majority of people in the country that are for it. Although a lot of states don't use it or haven't used it in a long time, and they don't seem to be suffering for it. No. You don't see their fucking citizens sitting around going, uh, when's that guy going to get killed? I want that guy to die. <laughs> Jesus you Christ know? was saying so. They long. seem to move on with their life. It seems like if you stick some guy in a hole, um, you know, what else is he going to do? Doug, you're in Hey, you know what? I'm so sick of these anti-death penalty people. Because if they see a fucking hobo on the side of the road or something, they'll kick him in his fucking nutsack. But if this guy goes on trial and he's going to get fucking fried, then, then they care. Doug, 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 guys they get killed. Doug yeah. let's try to do lo logic. I've never heard of any anti-death people kicking hobos in their nutsacks. Bum fights? So if you're going to call the show, let's have at least have some kind of fucking logic being used here. Anti-nutsack there, there kicking. Are, I get the pro-death penalty thing. I mean, I... I see myself as overall the only reason that I would be against death penalty is I don't think it brings us any fucking anything good. At the same time, I'm not out there holding a fucking candle and trying to get people off death row. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, I had a really weird feeling last night when they were when everyone started saying like "Don't do this, don't do this." I felt like if I wasn't you know making a call or something i was almost saying like yeah i'm okay with killing this guy like like i was a part of it it was very well you are a part of it as far as being a citizen of the united states there's no doubt about it and i do think uh that the debate is one that that should be had that's another reason why i'm just for televising it maybe after televising it seeing it i might go i totally get it I certainly get the fact that if you go out and kill a kid or whatever, I don't give a fuck about you. I don't I don't give a fuck whether you're in a hole, whether you get fucking shot, whether they put you. I just don't care about you. That's on a personal level. But as a citizen of the United States, do I think it's good for the United States to be as fucking stupid and as ignorant as I am on my own regular personal feelings? Don't say that. I do feel like the states should probably have slightly higher standards <laughs> than the way I feel about other people. I think the problem is Earl Morris didn't make a movie about this guy. He could have got him off. Earl Morris doesn't have time to make every fucking movie out there. All right, here's Kevin in Georgia. You're a manifest. Hey, Ron. Uh, I I'm delighted that justice was um, fo uh, followed through with last night. Uh, I have a lot of information. You know, I live here where the murder of the policeman took place, and I mean, there's no way this guy's innocent. Um, the pressure of the uh, NAACP on some of these witnesses and some of these anti-death penalty groups finally got to some of these witnesses. And over time, things sort of change, and the vitriol is not there. And I also want to say, you know, there was a uh, white separatist that was also put to death yesterday. And, you know, you don't hear any of these anti death penalty people saying anything well, about him well, being put to well, death. Well, I, let me go back to that. The anti-death penalty people are anti-death penalty no matter who it's against. I don't think... I mean, the fact that this case might have gotten more publicity, but I don't think most of the true believers, and that do, that's the people that go around and fight it, 
I don't think that they're like, but I don't care about the white separatists. Now, he might not get the same uh, compassion out of the general public. Um, Fez did a 30-minute search. Uh, he'd like to, he would have liked Troy to walk out of there last night. You would have liked to have seen him not only been saved, but to be able to go home and watch the end of X Factor. Right, watch his own coverage by the time he got home. Uh, here is uh, Frank. Frank, you're on Fez. Hey, Ron. A uh, couple facts that uh, didn't really get out to everybody that people wanted to hear. There were not nine witnesses. There were 34, three of which were members of the armed forces, one of which was quoted as saying, um, these were the guys who watched him do it from the van. And they said, you don't forget the face of the guy who stands over a cop and kills him. So I don't see how anybody could really be... Uh, in the mindset that he's in any way innocent when you've got stuff like that out there. Well, that, uh, you know, again, this is what gets to me. Uh, and it was my initial thing with Fez today. When you try to say that the person is innocent, I think that's a totally different concept than if you're sitting there going, I'm for or against, you know, the death penalty as a whole. If you're for or against the death penalty... If you're against the death penalty, innocent or guilty should not even play into it yet. In the case of this Troy Davis, I mean, if there's still an inkling that the guy may be innocent, it might be another reason to go uh, no death penalty. Uh, it's the doubt that makes this one terrible. Like, like, like last night, people were freaking out about this one, but that guy in Texas, even I was like, Fuck that guy because he admitted to it, and he's, which means maybe I'm not anti-death penalty. You may just, not be, that, and that's, that and that's the whole point of this. It's a much more complex issue than than the emotions. And yet, when this fucking shit comes up, all we hear about is emotions. It's just emotions from word go. Um, let's go over here to um, Aaron. Aaron, you're on the run of fish show. Hey, Ron and Fez. Yeah. They, uh, I was listening to local radio down here when I was uh, running errands and stuff, and there, uh, this guy that's pretty factual, uh, really not very good radio, but he's pretty factual, he was saying that uh, there was more evidence in the onset of the case. Uh, some of it they didn't put in, they didn't allow in, or they didn't you know, stress on it because they felt like they had a pretty open and shut case. So in some of the... You're looking back on it, just like you're saying, the uh, the people that are against the death penalty jumped all over that. And they, to what Fez was saying, that some of the people are recanting, some of the jurors, some of the witnesses, those anti-death penalty people uh, were all over them, saying, you know, just say that you're thinking about it. Well, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what you're saying. You're saying the prosecution have had even more information that they didn't put in? Yeah, that yeah, that's were, a terrible prosecutor. Uh, I would right, make the jury there's, sit there's, and there hear clothes, this. There's evidence about the, the the alleged person's clothes. Well, he's dead, so I don't know if you can use words alleged, but uh, that there were blood on his clothes, that it, about his weapon and things like that. That mm -hmm. uh, they felt like they had such a case that uh, they didn't they didn't put it in. So yeah and that's that's ridiculous though that's really a bad prosecutor uh, you you've got to put everything in even if it's going to take more time <laughs> even if the jury's gone we get it we understand 
Wait, I got another witness. No! Oh, come on. I just want to go home. <laughs> um, Kevin, you're on the Run of Fest show. Hey, Ron. Uh, hey, Pecker. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk about maybe the uh, changing up a little bit in, in, in the, the stance of the death penalty. And what about the economic impact of it? The way I look at it is if you've got a guy that, you know, let's, let's throw down out of it. This guy killed him. There's, you know, you got 20 witnesses. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy did it. Why do we, why would we want to keep this person in a cage on the government till for the rest of their life? Let's, if you, if you have the ability to First of all, they've all, murder someone... I, I, since you're only using the economic thing, if you want to read this, and these aren't my statistics, but yeah. it costs more money for the state to keep running through the appeals than it would to bit. just keep him in jail. So the economic issue doesn't work for you. Um, and the economic issue doesn't seem... You know, the fact that we have so many fucking people in prison in this country... Um, that some communities it brings an economic boom to. There's some communities that their industry is prison. Yeah, God forbid the prison closes. Everyone's fucked. They're all fucking worried. <laughs> um, let's go over to Ryan. Ryan in Oregon, you're on manifest. Yeah, HTG said something that kind of bothered me a little bit. She said that even if the evidence is there, that it doesn't do any good for anybody to put him to death. But let's say somebody killed my kids and they don't put him to death. What good does that do for anybody but the person that did it? They well, get to live the rest of their life in a walled community with hot showers and three meals a day. Well, first education. of all, you always have to remember this. When you are the victim of the crime, um, unless you're going to go and sue for money, uh, you're not part of that. It's not your case. No. It's the state's case. It is a crime against the society. Now, the reason why we don't... Uh, leave it up to the victims of the crime to decide, is that the death penalty would probably come flying out many fucking times. Uh, even a lot of fender benders. They would want... And I'm very serious about this. There's plenty of people... I, I don't know if you're a fucking man in this country and you've never made the statement I'll kill you, motherfucker. And not meant it. Just think in your life how many times you said to yourself, I'm gonna beat that fucker to death. And you meant it. Yeah. And you just didn't get, you know, <laughs> you just didn't fucking follow through. He wasn't but there's there plenty of times of you. you fucking meant it. So the fact that the victim and the victim's family, I mean, we take that out. Now, if it happens to you personally, you still want fucking vengeance. I don't know if that would be enough for me. A slow torture could fucking work, too. Well, I'm sure we would do it constantly if we left it up to that. But that is not the fucking issue. George, you're on the run of Fest show. Yeah, uh, this brings out the hypocrisy of people's view of government, you know? Go ahead. All the people who, people who love the death penalty think government can't do anything right, so it's okay to kill somebody. Then the people who are against it don't trust the government enough to serve justice. Well, it's a very interesting fucking point that you made. It doesn't get brought up that much, but it does feel like the people that are very pro-death penalty are also for small government and keeping the government out of our fucking hair and the government, seriously, they can't deliver the mail, they can't do anything right, right. and yet they're more than happy to say, now, I do trust the court system enough. I mean, let's face it. A lot of these people don't even want to fucking trust the IRS to oh, do the right no. thing. 
but they're going to fucking trust the government with a person's life. And I don't have the fucking figures, but do we put a lot of wealthy people to death? Or are we saying wealthy people don't commit these crimes? It just seems like you run into a lot of fucking poorer people on there's, the death penalty. And a, I, I can't, I don't have the figures in front of me to back that up. There's a whole TV show series about how rich, of rich people getting off on murder, tri- you know, murder trials, charges, all this I'm going to tell you something right now. It is fucking better to be rich. Yeah. I mean, if you have the choice between having money and not having money, I'm serious. Have that money. Because you will get a lot better everything across the board. Hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> get it. Be ready to fucking spend it. Fuck yeah. When the right time comes up. Uh, Johnny in Oklahoma. Hey, Jack. How you doing? Yeah. I'm a criminal defense attorney. have been 12 years for that uh, police department. 10 years. It's in a major metropolitan area. And, uh, you yeah, know, in, in a case like what occurred last night in Georgia. Um, you've got seasons of police officers, and you're going to have cops and DAs getting together to do anything they can to execute this guy. And in a situation where the scene is a police officer or a child, it's always going to call into question what type of motive is behind the prosecution in this case. So, these are the type of cases where you see violation of discovery orders, fabricated evidence, destroyed evidence. So, you, so you, you as a defense attorney, you don't even believe, you think prosecutors have a tendency to run to be crooked a little bit. It, when the decedent is either a cop or a young child, uh, they become outraged. And uh, it's personal, it's a vendetta against the defendant. And they're going to do whatever they can do, uh, including to commit discovery violations of not turning over exculpatory material, fabricating, lying on affidavits to get the defendant to death penalty. Uh, and the problem is, down here in Oklahoma, uh, a very redneck, racist state, uh, the people down here enjoy the death penalty. It's a big event to them anytime there's an execution. And... That, that's wherein the fallacy lies uh, of because the fact of the type of trials that are put on in death penalty cases. All right, thank you very much. Yeah, it's um, uh, what he's basically saying is not only is it good publicity, and it is, but if it's a kid or a cop, it hits those prosecutors direct, I want to just do everything I possibly can. That's a fucking fire under their ass. Um, and I can say this from fucking being on um, grand jury. I don't think any of the kind of pedophile cases that we saw, I don't even think sitting there in the jury, our fucking heads were in the right place. Ugh. You know what I mean? I mean, we were... Fucking at a pitch, right? Just losing stunned. the shit. Yeah. Just stunned b- between being st- uh, sickened, uh, and then that turns into... Uh, either rage or just a fucking uh, disgust with what humanity can do uh, to sit on one of these trials I can't even imagine 
I can't even imagine where it takes your head. Well, I think that with the prosecutors, the passion's obviously there, like in a child murder case. But I think your reputation's on the line, too. Like, more important than any other case, Absolutely. you have to the, get that win. Yes, but you've even seen this. It was suddenly a high-profile case for you. You'd never heard the person's name before. So th- th- you, you can understand the thing that there are high-profile cases. The Casey, Casey Anthony case, for whatever reason, turned into a high-profile case. The defense attorney in that, he's made his reputation for life. The prosecutor retired after. Um, that is the, you know, there is public spectacle to this as well. Uh, Tony, you're on Fez. Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Uh, this is a kind of a weird situation for me. I used to be one of these, you know, put him to death, put him to death. You know, it didn't matter about the money because you hear the people argue that, well, it costs more to put him to death and keep him in there. But these are also the same people that bitch about paying higher taxes because the prisons are overcrowded. So if you're not going to put him to death, you can't put him in prison. What are you going to do with him? Long story short, a cousin of mine in West Virginia, him and his wife were separating. He had lost his job. He snapped one day being drunk. Killed his son and his daughter and attacked the wife. Almost killed her. Well, he's just sitting in prison right now with uh, multiple death and life sentences. And I've talked to him a few times, and he said that, in all honesty, he said one part of him wishes he was dead already because he can't live with what he did. But he said it's also pretty easy living in there because it's not that rough. So these people talk about, oh, if you put them in prison for life, it kills them. No, that doesn't do it either. Because re- once you're in there, you really don't care. Well, people, like said, yeah, there, there, there are some people uh, that become very accustomed to prison life. Something that to any of us listening right now would just seem horrific. Um, they will adapt to and feel like this is life. Um, it certainly was no life that I'd want. Fuck no. Uh, I can't imagine living in a little fucking room all day long. I'm claustrophobic just fucking thinking about it. Yeah, that's not, it doesn't seem very fucking, become institutionalized, as they say. Yeah, there are people like that. And I remember when I was a kid, it was like, when you would first get in your first, like, juvie trouble, Mm -hmm. and then even the 18 years old, where it would be county jail trouble, some guys, that would be their scared straight moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, fuck this. I'm marrying my girlfriend, and I'm getting a job at the fucking thing. Stop fucking around. You know what I mean? You ain't going to say it. And other guys like, that was a fucking piece of cake. It's fucking nothing. This is what they bitch about. And those guys become career. Oh, yeah, I know. They become career uh, because they're able to fucking deal. You know, it's like eating spinach for them. They'll fuck it. You know, it's not pleasant, but I can do it. Um, Let's go over here to uh, Robert. You're in my fist. Yeah, hey, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't believe in the death penalty, but I do think everybody that gets life without parole or anything like that should all be put in, like in a federal prison. So that way, they're not with the rest of the general public in prison because they're, they're just—it's it, not that bad inside regular prison. Um, what if we had one of those fucking prisons um, where they had to wear those metal boots and it was like mechanically down to it, like in Face Off? Oh, that would be awesome. Why haven't we made that yet? And then you could just put them out on oil, uh, Derek, somewhere. <laughs> Was that when they get out, they're still out there. Was that like a real steel situation? No, it's a whole different thing. This is more of a face-off. Real steel is just uh, battling robots. Uh, by the way, coming up in just a couple minutes, uh, we'll be talking to, um, well, the youngest person ever to direct it, an Oscar-nominated film. 
He also wrote that film uh, 20 years ago now. And this is a, uh, this was a film that rocked everybody, Boys in the Hood. Oh, yeah. Um, he now, today, has done Abduction. All right. With that teenage werewolf kid. I believe his name's Taylor, Taylor Lautner. Lautner. Yeah. Girls love and in this, Yeah, the girls are crazy about him. In this movie, he's not a werewolf. He's a teen spy. I fucking don't see how he, he can't be a werewolf. He's a teen spy raised by Spice. The weird thing is he still has that fucking low brow the whole time. <laughs> he's like Spy Kids? Uh, but John Singleton uh, will be coming in. And um, some talk about him doing an NWA uh, thing, a uh, movie. God, that would be amazing. With Cube. It is time to see an NWA a biopic. Hell yeah. Well, the Cube plays Cube. Um, you know, man, I'm feeling bad for myself. <laughs> By the way, did you ever see the first film? Oh, boys, boys, of course, yeah. My, my dad made me watch it for some odd reason. Because Ooh, okay. your dad was like Larry Fishburne in that. <laughs> what was his name? Preacher or something crazy? Thinks, yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. Cube, I don't know. I'm feeling kind of bad about myself today. After I shot that guy with a cat. Furious. What is Lawrence for his name? You kids change things up. Love Doughboy. Is that what his name was, Doughboy? That was Cube's name, yeah. <laughs> this fucking film was so good. It was amazing. And kicked the shit out of everybody. No and one saw that shit coming. No, no one shit. saw that coming. Um, and he's taking that all the way to doing abduction. Hell yeah. With Taylor Lautner. Yeah. I didn't see that either. Of course, then again, I didn't see Cube fucking doing vacation movies or whatever this shit he does now. And then I'll produce like a TV show based on the vacation movies. You kids better be quiet in that back seat. <laughs> we there yet? Shut up, everybody. I'm Cube. What? Ice Cube, you're our dad. I used to scare police people. <laughs> we don't scare us. Um... Jarrett, Mass, you're on Ronnie Fez. Yeah, what's up, Ronnie B? Uh, just wanted to say we're in good company because yesterday China and Iran both executed people, and uh, last year in 2010, according to Amnesty International, we were fifth in total executions behind those uh, human rights beacons China, Iran, North Korea, and Yemen. So go USA. We're number five. Yeah, that is a really good point. Um, somehow England and France and France loved it. They just cut people's heads off left and right. Yeah, but they're out of it now. Yeah. Italy, Japan, they've all moved on. All of our allies <laughs> uh, don't see this as a good thing. We're still but us, in, Yemen, and China, and Iran are ready to fucking throw down. I guess that's good company. Uh, and Iran, I think you can get the death penalty for cursing. Yeah. They'll fucking kill you if you have like a weird haircut. The lady drives. Um... Josh, you're on the Run of Fed show. Yeah, um, we're so worried about this guy or guys like him. If he, if he is innocent, and I don't believe he is, but if he is, was he a good guy? Why are we fucking worried about this piece of shit getting put down? Well, because you know who actually talks like that, dude? The bad guys. 
you're letting this thing yeah. making you fucking talk like a gangster. You're not sitting here like a person discussing life and death. You sound like a fucking gangster. And that's that would be the issue. Do we want to lower our society the gangster thinking? Well, some people would love to. This guy who is ready to say who the good guys are and who the bad guys are. If funny. he's a bad guy, fuck him, whack him. Come on, cut his head off. That's bad guy thinking. That's the way they think in fucking Yemen. Hey, they disagree with us. Let's. If I, by the way, if I lived in Yemen, yeah, I'd definitely be up for a fucking name change for our country. I'd be like, come on, we gotta get rid of the Yemen name. Right, we need to break here. Yeah. Get things ready for John Singleton coming. That's right. John Singleton. Doing abduction, man. new Taylor Law. That's right, drop it. <laughs> drop it Friday. You also Poetic Justice, a movie I like a lot with uh, Tupac. Uh, and also and that Jack. guy who did our show that played the fucking racist kid. Um, oh, uh, Rappaport. Yeah, Rappaport was fucking <laughs> yeah. unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Some of these he writes, right, himself. Yeah. And then, of course, he did Shaft. Uh, Hustle and Flow he produced. He produced Black Snake, uh, Black Snake Moan, which um, Hicks puts on, but has never made it past no. the Christina and Ricci fucking scene. Even uh, no, she she blew me off that one time. I'll still give it a little bit of a shot. Do do do. We got to do this on WA film. Oh my god! I think they even have the title straight out of Compton. Perfect. I think Cube owns it. That's great. Well, it's probably it would be him or Dre. You know Dre's in. Yeah, why wouldn't he be? He's got the headphones. Now he can make the movie. Come on, get your beats on or whatever. <laughs> Those fucking beats are everywhere. Everywhere. I can't believe it's a brand of fucking headphones that have blown up this big. It's now, like a, it's have you ever put them on? No. Mm. I just see him as headphones. <laughs> They're the iPod of, all, of the fucking headphones. Any game. of my iPod fucking headphones don't last anyway. No, so I, yeah, just get Because you gotta wrap them up all the time. And it fucks them up. And, and then the, like, one goes out. Yeah, the butt always falls out. Like, it like falls out of the side of it. And it's amazingly suck. fucking pain in the ass. So maybe we should upgrade to some beats. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they're better quality. We got the beats. We get, but they all only have that because Dre has it. Yeah. They're like fucking sneakers for your ears. The beats. <laughs> Hopefully they light up like fucking BK Knights or whatever. Doughboy's all upset now. We gotta get. I'm gonna shoot that guy. And at the end of it, he was his soul was gone. Yeah, he was just like he his know, fucking soul was gone. Pours it out. Oh god, it was sad. He's got one brother left. Yeah, but not the good brother. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> Not the one that we all thought was going to take us out of this fucking neighborhood. Oh, fuck. Straight out of Compton. You thought we were going to be living in B Hills. Oh, no. And not for you. Seriously, I bet you cried a little bit. I was a little kid, sure. It was 91. When Doughboy's brother, everyone fucking cried. Fuck yeah. Alright, so John Singleton coming up in a couple minutes. Um. Listen to this. 
How is he doing that? Are we, are we there yet, Morgan? I don't know, because apparently he's crazy as fuck, and he's got an AK. Does yell at that Coors Light bottle a lot. Tell him where you're from. Straight out of Compton. Another crazy ass nigga. My pumps, I smoke, yo, my rep gets bigger. I'm a bad motherfucker and you know this. But the pussy ass niggas won't show this. But I don't give a fuck, I'ma make my snaps. If not from the records, from jacking a crap, it's like burglary. The definition is jacking. But when I legally on, it's called packing. Shoot a motherfucker in a minute. I find a good piece of pussy and go offend it. So if you had a show in the front row, I'ma call you a bitch or a dirty ass hoe. You probably get mad All right, what happened to Dope Boy again? I'm trying to figure it out. Well, he killed those guys. Right. And then... Then he looked like he was just a burnout after that. Yeah, because he's like... Cause he yeah, fuck, just had no feeling. Yeah, because he uh, knew that it was over because it was going to be retaliation. Then it, it, it was like a scroll saying that he got killed a couple weeks later. I don't like scrolls. Yeah, just showed it, Singleton. <laughs> <laughs> And then he didn't even show this Lautner kid getting killed at the end of abduction. Oh, there's a scroll too? Fuck. Show him turn into a werewolf? No. Lame. This kid, um, I guess the older girls like Vampire Boy, but the younger girls like Taylor. I believe so. I've never seen the films, but it, it's all the team. Team yeah. Jacob. Yeah, Team Jacob. I never saw it either, but it must be good because a lot of people go to it. I think a Mormon. <laughs> I think a Mormon wrote him too, uh, adding to the Mormon craze in America. Stephanie Meyer. I don't know why I'm waiting. I gotta get Mormoned up a little bit. I'm gonna flag one of them down next time I see him walking around my neighborhood. The beauty of the Mormons is, if you stick with them, you get to become a god and get your own planet to be in charge of. Sick. I want that. There's plenty of planets to go around. My fucking planet's gonna look a lot more like Avatar than Earth. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be the kind of god. That also sticks his face into the atmosphere. <laughs> okay, I freak everybody out. <laughs> Just fucking stick your face in Notre Dame better witness. Fuck. God is fucking ruining the game. <laughs> By the way, everybody now, Fez hasn't put in a trade. Mikey Boy is denied a trade. HTG is denied a trade. Uh, I'm looking over oh. Zito's. Oh. Please, yours is a fucking oh. aberration. But then I got a late thing last night. Oh. Earl Douglas is interested. Oh come on! Oh come on! He doesn't. Oh, it's get good the to right. see him back. It's good to see no. him actually. Oh, no. he's gonna start playing now that I have him this week. Nah. He, uh, he, I just when I'm trying to make this great he, deal with you, he'll Earl's be playing AP this week. Fez, oh. he got 29 last week. He's no. great. The focal point of that. I barely I got past Kathleen from the Bronx. Barely got past. That's something to fucking brag about. Yeah. That was the upset special, dude. Fuck yeah. Who are you barely in? <laughs> I crushed Earl. By I the way, uh, from what I understand, um, Kathleen's brother clocked me on the street the other day and then didn't even say hi. Oh, come on. Just, I don't know what he did. Took like a fucking iPhone or something and sent it to her. What is he, a spy? What yes. Is he, what is he she spies for him. Prime He's, suspect. Yeah. She was saying if, uh, I was on a laptop making fucking moves, making that fucking Zito deal. It's a good deal. I mean, you're but you're still thinking about it? Let me reevaluate. Well, the thing is, I was going with your deal. And oh, so God damn it. Earl's got you interested? Come on, well, Earl. Earl's going in a different... He's interested in some of the things. Oh. The is. I, I really... I'm in such fucking bad shape this year when I'm used to cruising to the playoffs. Well, you know, retooling is like a way to get you out of that funk. We need AP. Like, if you go to counter with something, I can I can look it over. 
But I think then, AP should be a fight in mono. Uh, Blowhard sent me an offer yesterday for, for him to do the five. I think he wanted to do the longest five that's ever happened. <laughs> His top five Blowhard calls. <laughs> Blowhard's been proposing deals to me for uh, Mike Vick, including offering Matthew Stafford because, quote, Michael Vick gets injured a lot. I'm like, have you seen Matthew Stafford play? He gets injured every season. Mike Vick might not even be playing this week. I know, yeah, but... He was fucking showing up. up yesterday wearing fucking Zubaz pants. <laughs> I got the Sanchez on my bench. I'm not worried. The Sanchez. I'm starting Newton this week. Fuck it. Todd Newton? <laughs> Cam. <laughs> Family game night, everybody. Hey, everybody. This fucking Cam Newton craze has got to come to an end. I think it's going to get even crazier. You know who fucking, fucking hates it is Tebow. Cam Newton has taken <laughs> everything. Good. They ought to fucking call Cam Newton the real Tebow. Last year, I had to finally tell Fez, I don't want to fucking hear Tebow again in the Yahoo News. You've done him 17 straight days in a row, and it's not football season. That motherfucker is still third string. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Still third string, and yet every day, you know his underwear is selling. Oh, Tebow said the fun. Well, I don't give a fuck about Tebow. <laughs> he said God's really cool. How about this, Tebow? Throw overhand. Not gonna happen. I'm not gonna have my fucking thing this week either. I fucking fired uh, my red zone oh. for buffering oh. problems. Good though. Good. I'm gonna wait and see how Rob Cross does. Rob Cross wants to. What he wants is the fucking NFL to be password protected. So unless you have the password, I, that's how he fucking makes sure no one will ever find out about Ron Bennington interviews. Sad Happy Media. Tomorrow, big prize we're giving away. Tom Morello. That's right. Signed by Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine. Jesus. That's awesome. I might even sign it too. Ron Bennington and fucking Tom Morello. Oh, fuck yeah. The two men who brought you. Do it. Los Angeles. One of a kind. Who, you know who used to Rage Against the Machine? This was amazing. Their lead singer was Zach Galifianakis. And now that guy went on, and he's doing such great comedies with no, a beard. No, Why do you guy. have a beard in those days? Different guy. Who is it? Zach De La Roca. That's not the same thing that I said? No. I think if you look it up, you'll see that I'm right. Oh, okay. Um, Mike, you're in yeah, guys, I need for advice about my team here. I need to know if I should start Cam Newton or Fitzpatrick from Buffalo. What do you think? Um, you know, Fitzpatrick's been getting off to a nice little fucking Let me check here. my supercomputer. Oh, oh man. shit. That fucking pisses <laughs> me off. Uh, you know what? Be part of the heat and just go with Cam. Yeah. You don't want to play conservative this week. Join the Cam crew with Be me. Be Cam daddy. <laughs> Cam daddy. <laughs> How many fucking super uh, fucking quarterbacks you have? Nineteen. I got three. I got Josh Freeman, <laughs> Joe Flacco, and after Cam Newton fucking had that second great game, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm all in." You've got the future of the NFL right there. That's Why right. don't you tr fucking trade Flacco right now? I'll try trade something. him to Blowhard. <laughs> Start shopping him around. Um, Mark, you're on a fez. Hey, Ronnie, yeah. are your fills hearing any footsteps? The Cardinals no. are coming, and they're coming hard. No, why would they feel footsteps? Their fucking season's already wrapped up for them. They're actually fucking playing... Uh, they're actually eating hoagies on the fucking bench while the scrubs are playing. Yeah, they're relaxing. You know, don't worry about the fucking uh, playoffs when the playoffs get here. Fez's Rays are in a race to see who doesn't want to win. Them or the Red Sox. Oh, he's not going to be the wild card. 
Now the Angels are in. They yeah, have the Angels are the Angels are playing like they want to win. I I just I haven't even looked at it because the Red Sox collapse would be so terrible that don't. it's just unreal. Don't it's fucking painful and I don't give a fuck about them. <laughs> the Red Sox brought in Ric Flair the other day to the clubhouse to uh, give a pep talk. Oh Jesus! Then they ended up losing to the Orioles. He invested in them to win the wild card. Oh, poor Ric Flair. We had to bring him in here to do a fucking pep talk for us. I was asking him to do something because Singleton's got abduction coming out. Hell yeah. There's no UFOs in it, though. I, I wish hoping. there were. I know. So we need to break first or break after? Uh, Let's break after. He should be here in a few minutes. Yeah. But what I wanted, though, is fucking get this thing all fucking competent up for him. That'd be nice. We should all just have fucking pieces in our belts. <laughs> and a couple of, like, fucking 40s oldie, like, what up? Remember this? I'm trying to think of this fucking Long Island movie that they tried to completely rip off that thing, but make it about rich kids in Long Island. Havoc was kind of like no. fucking rich kids acting tough. This is fucking... Uh, Havoc was also a piece of shit. No. There was some Long Island movie. It was during the 90s. Um... In a post, what do you call it? In a in a post uh, Quentin Tarantino world, where suddenly everybody and I think the guy who did this went on to do Entourage. Fuck. It might have been the guy from Entourage. I know one of our guys has moved the mouse. He's at Google, and he's put in. Let's see, movie set Long Island. Oh God. Ed Burns. And this no. And this guy's fucking straight in the finest place. Um, it's uh, Eric. You're in Ohio. You're in my face. Hello. Yeah, buddy. What do you got? Oh, what's going on, it's Alex? Oh, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, what's up, what's up, Pecker? Pepper. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but Jennifer told me to tell you, hot hater, hot hater, hot hater, hot hater. Fuck. That guy's number. Did anybody uh, get Lily singing last night? Did we pull that? I'm having somebody pull it. Any of you guys listen last night? I listened a little bit. I hung out there for a little bit. There was a lot of fucking pizza there. Did you save any for today? I'm fucking starving. It wasn't from the good place. Where was it from? I think it was like a down the block or something. Domino's? <laughs> from the Long Island Domino's she sent in? <laughs> Papa John's. Well, I was just going to say something, but I'll wait till after. I was going to say what I had to do last night, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, Dino, you're on the Run and Fed show. Ron, I think the movie you're talking about is called Monk's Friends. Thank you very much. Now, you have a decision to make. Do you want to be co-host or producer? Oh, co-host. Uh, all right, you're in. Um, talk to you about 20 minutes to three with Yahoo News. Uh, Mike, you're on the Run and Fed show. Now you can stop looking, guys. Now you can stop looking. Uh, hey. Mike, go ahead. Okay, hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, it's my job to take your call, Mike. I appreciate it. You're doing a good job. Hey, it's what I get paid to do. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> I, I'm gonna. I'm just glad to I be got, here. You know what I'm saying? Just glad uh, to be here. Good. Sure I'm, beats I'm pushing have... a wheelbarrow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Beats driving a truck. Yeah, but, beats making small I, talk. Yeah, I, I got a, uh, an opinion about the death penalty. I find that hard to believe, Mike. 
the uh, thing about it is, I think that all these anti-death penalty, you know, this whole thing, that they're a bunch of hypocrites, and they're not being honest with themselves. And the whole reason I say that is because if it, if it was their mother that got shot and killed, you know, basically everybody would want that guy put to death. And and I, I don't think they're I don't think they're looking at it like that. Dude, can I tell you something? If someone uh, fucking spit on my mom's shoe, I'd want them put to death. That's not being a hypocrite. That's realizing that the, the emotional people are the ones that we take that decision away from. It's that simple. If someone started giving my fucking parents shit today, I'd want to fucking whack them. Why the fuck not? It's ridiculous. I still might. Now I'm fucking furious. Oh, no. Just thinking about someone spitting on my mom's shoe. No. It didn't really happen. Oh God, I, I couldn't. If I, if I was like the Fez, let me open up my life. If I could tell you the conversation I had with my mom about uh, a name that one of the babies got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fit to be tied. Really? Literally, she said, "I'm fit to be tied." Jesus! Oh shit! Hey, get, uh, I couldn't help laughing though. There's something about families that's just fucking incredibly hilarious to me. The fact that if you weren't related, you would never hang out together. Just no, no. Why reason. would there ever be a party that a baby's at and an eighty-year-old people, some teenagers, thirty-year-old people, <laughs> and yet for some reason that you relate, you're like, here we are. We've got so much in common. This is how it should be. Yes. No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's against every other social thing. If you ever said to somebody, "Hey, uh, who are your friends?" Well, this baby uh, I'm really fond of. This old grandmother type is I'm um, really close to. Uh, these people are 15 years older than me. This guy's three years older than me, but calls me names. And there's some tweens over there. And this lady never forgets uh, any time I ever shit my pants or threw up when I was a kid and brings it up and it aggravates me. So I hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> you would never, if it, w if it was up to you, if you were all just like test tubed, you would never end up being friends with the people that you say you love. Oh, fuck no. No, there's no chance in hell. It's yeah. completely different. It's to the point where it drives you insane. Let alone the people that are even on the outskirts that you have to run into every five, six years who pepper you with how much you fucking make for a living or what are you driving or oh what did your house cost. Oh or for some reason, those the stuff that... Uh, uh, that no one would ask except for family members. Um, Justin, you're on the fence. Hey, Ronnie, I think that movie you're looking for is called Kids. Mm. Well, it is, and it's amongst friends. Yeah. Kids yeah. is totally different than fucking... Kids is a bone fucking weird movie. Probably the least weird of his films, though, if you go... Across. You still feel like you're going to be arrested while you're watching it. Uh, very young. Well, the worst one was Ken Park. Did you see that one? No, I heard about it yeah. and couldn't... First of all, I don't even know how to get it. Yeah, it was banned in like France and America and shit. It was... You have to fucking get it off of some weird <laughs> uh, Rob Cross password. It's a Rob Cross password. That's right. Um, but no, I'm not interested. I'm no, really not interested. I felt bad watching it. <laughs> um, Guy loves the young kids. Chris, you're on the Run of Face show. Chris. Hey, how you doing, Ronnie? Just I wanted to touch on the financial aspect of this death penalty thing. I know you shut a guy down earlier, but if you do look at the the fact that you spend twenty twenty five grand a year on these guys to rot in jail for forty years, just to play devil's advocate, that's a lot of money, dude. I'm I, telling you right now, it costs more money. Look it up. 
you don't have to take my uh, word for it. Uh, it costs more to let them go through all these things, uh, to let them sit there and do the appeals and going back and forth. That's what costs us the big daddy cash. Yeah. It's not my numbers. People fucking fighting for it or whatever. You know, if anybody wants to prove it wrong, it's all out there, but um, the death penalty people go running around, the anti-death penalty people fucking bringing up these uh, numbers constantly. They love it. And for twenty twenty five thousand dollars a year, the cells should be bigger. I mean, seriously, we could probably, particularly if there's no view. Yeah, you're not close to shopping. It's like a third of a studio. You get your meals too. You know, we have a lot of these houses that been foreclosed. Maybe we move uh, criminals into some of these houses. Half of Detroit could just be a fucking city state of prisoners. Like Escape from Detroit could be the new movie. <laughs> Whatever happened to the Earl of New York? He was my favorite. Mm. Uh, Dustin, Tennessee. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Um. Hello. Can uh, you hear me? Hold on. I just before you get that. Somebody said from the Redskins, and I want to point this out to Mikey Boy, that one of the Redskins said, and you can look it up for me, Hicks, that they are going to go after Romo's ribs and crack his fucking ribs for him. Now, this is the sport of football, which Fez was telling us they're worried about people faking injuries. I think it was Hall. These guys can fucking rip an ACL, and they try to get them back in fucking five weeks. Yeah. You can tear a muscle from the bone, and people are still out to do it. Yeah, D'Angelo Hall. Uh, absolutely. I want to get a chance to try to put my helmet on whatever's hurt. I'm going to be asking for some corner blitzes. Romo's ribs. Jesus Christ, his lung is going to fucking gush out blood and fucking juice. That poor clavicle is also in trouble. Still not fully healed, I'm sure. Oh, boy. Um, He's going to get crushed. And then Rex Grossman, for some reason, is just going to be throwing for fucking 400 yards or some crazy bullshit. Well, guess what? No? Sports Grumblings just wrote to me. Oh, no. Guess feel, uh, Zito feels strong against the supercomputer. Now that the big fat guy who coded it isn't rumbling through the halls at Sirius anymore. So he's telling you, Zito, you suddenly got turned into a tough guy as soon as his security badge was taken away. <laughs> so so what he's saying is if he ever gets back in here, he's going to try and beat the shit of me. Okay? Yeah. Fuck you he's going to jack you. Uh, we brought it up before. This is the youngest uh, man ever to be nominated for an Academy Award. 24 years old. What the f... Come nominated on. as writer and uh, director for one of those... Uh, and who doesn't love the, 90 mov- the 90s movies? Uh, Boys in the Hood. Uh, this is pre-Reservoir Dogs when uh, Boys in the Hood came out. Yeah. 1991. Uh, now he's got a movie coming out with... Um, the biggest teen star in the world, Taylor Lautner. Gigantic. Uh, all the little girls like him. And he's got a movie called Abduction. Let's bring in John Singleton.
John Singleton coming into the opening song from his new film, Abduction. That's Lenny Kravitz. That's right. Uh, playing. Lenny. Um, this is a big film for you, huh? You got the youngest, this young star who's, I would guess, the biggest star with uh, teens of anybody in the country right now. He's the biggest teen yeah. star in the world, actually. In the world. Yeah. Because uh, these, these Twilight films are a hit all over the world. Huge. Billion so, dollars. Now, here you are. You're taking this kid. All right, you've got all these Twilight films. You've built up this good work. Mm. Now it's time to start building a career. Mm. And you, you guys put together this project for him. Yeah, yeah. This is his first starring role. Mm -hmm. um, and he really wanted to do something different from you know that other picture. Yeah. He, you know, he just wanted to have something that was, you know, edgy and and um, just really show his chops in a different way as an actor. And so, and we haven't really had a, a a a guy break out as an action star in a long time. No, we really we haven't had a we haven't had a, it's it's interesting because Hollywood used to make action stars on the whole, right? You know, whether or not way back in the day it was Bronson or Lee Marvin, yeah. Or, you know, or or even in the eighties, it was Stallone, Schwarzenegger, uh, Van Damme, um, Bruce Willis, and and now it's just like, no, they don't really do it. It's almost like they let the CGI stuff replace the action star. You know what I mean? Like the the, yeah. the fighting robots are action stars now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the great thing about this movie is Taylor is so watchable, mm -hmm. um, but he can he actually can do all this physical stuff himself so it's all practical as we call right. it in film business you know he's you know he he can do all the kicks he can punch he can box and you know so there's more jeopardy for you know, the the audience watching this guy do these things is that him sliding down the glass in that's, that's uh, in the pirates uh, stadium yeah that's him uh, no was that in the script or did you guys just get to the no. stadium and go look at that i walked the, i walked the set with um, yeah. I walked the walked the set with my uh, storyboard artist and Warren Drummond, and we just said, you know, why don't they slide down the stadium? I think in the middle of it. Uh, the kid's got you know a certain amount of pressure on him being this young and being a star. It's something I guess you can relate to. Oh, exactly. Uh, we were talking about when your film uh, broke out, Boys in the Hood, twenty years ago. Yes. Uh, you're twenty four years old, and yeah. we're, we're the it guy. Mm -hmm. uh, was that huge pressure for you? Was that something you felt like you had to battle? Or? It was enormous pressure at the time because my thing is I really didn't want to be a flash in the pan. I was like, yeah. I don't want to be this guy that's just sitting up talking about I only did one movie and I never did anything else. Mm -hmm. And so I, I think I've kind of forged a career where everyone knows that like my name means something on the film, but right. it, it, it means that they're getting something different than the norm and, of, of a Hollywood picture. Yeah, they're getting something with edge and it's kind of funky and cool. They're not just getting a normal like you know Joe Blow, you know director. But at the same time, you went in a different direction rather than just make remaking kind of a, you know, a different type of uh, Boys in the Hood, which you probably could have done. Yeah, exactly. You know, you I could have done I just a ton make, of those. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, and I love working in that idiom. I mean, yeah. you know, I would love to do you know, you know. You know a number of hood films. I still want to do movies in the hood. You know what I mean? That are more yeah. urban pictures. But I feel that it, it is up for me in the in the in the path that I the trail that I've been blazing is to try different genres of filmmaking. And and um, I mean that's what I went to school for. I went to film school at USC. So did you kind of lay that out for yourself as a young person? Did you say to yourself, when I get into this business, 
I'm not going to be stuck in one genre. I'm no, not at all. No. It, that didn't come about until after I had a lot of success with that first film. And I, I sat down with like Steven Spielberg and he, he told me just try everything. Yeah. You know, you know, Francis Coppola, you know, too. He, he told me try everything. You know, Gordon Parks, you know, all the, all the veteran filmmakers that I looked up to. When I made my first film, I, I went and met all the people that I looked up to. I mean, is that even still weird to you now that you got the, even that opportunity to oh, go yeah. out and meet your heroes, you know? Oh my God. You know, when I get around those, when I get around my veteran filmmakers, I just turn into a little kid. Mm -hmm. I want to ask them about certain shots that they did or, you know, a certain story elements that they had in, in a movie and just to hear their anecdotes about, you know, why they did certain things is, is phenomenal. What's always amazing me too is like in the back of your mind, you, you would think that people in the business would have thought about Coppola the way you and I do. But then when you see that Marty Scorsese had to fight and not to get certain shots in or maybe not be able to make dream projects for years mm -hmm. it's always amazing that you didn't you just didn't think that people saw the godfather with coppola mm -hmm. and go dude whatever you want to do uh we'll back you and no yeah. one gets that really do they yeah no one gets no one really gets that i mean you know whenever you try to do something really different radically different you have 99 percent of, of the people not supporting what you want to do because the, the business really is you know it's a business mm -hmm. and you know businesses rely on reliability you know on being able to say that this is going to be this and you know it, it's a creative business at the same time so, right you know it, it, they want something they all, that's why you have a lot of films that seem like the same movie over and over again instead of making something new a lot of times i think because there's something about business people uh and it happens across the board that they only can see what already exists exactly so if they go that's why we have 90 shows that look like american idol but the greatest business people see mm -hmm. what's not being served right and not being done and they try to fulfill that need mm -hmm. you know? and how do you find those people though how like they're young far for, they're far and few between yeah. especially in terms of you know getting movies made when you went to film school too it wasn't uh, well, I think you were part of the class that made everybody else want to go to film school. Yeah, you know, in the eighties, it was still what film school was still a little bit of an odd thing. Yeah, uh, what made you think I, I can be a filmmaker? Was there a film that you saw, or well, I was watching Star Wars, you know, at an early age, and then you know Steven Steven Spielberg directing uh, Close Encounters. On, yeah, um, they had a little segment on Twenty Twenty, I guess, when I was a kid, and I saw him like working and stuff, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, and, and I grew up next to a drive-in theater, so I um out the out my window, I think I uh, I, I saw horror movies and and kung fu movies and black exploitation movies, and you know I, um. I, I I told Pam Greer your breasts shocked me into becoming a filmmaker because <laughs> they were fourteen stories tall at the time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's so strange too how many of those films, those drive-in films, uh, and Tarantino uh, feels the same way about those films as you yes, do. Yes. Um, that that probably created more people wanting to make films than yeah, because they were done. You know, they were done very cheaply. And the storytelling was so raw and visceral, you know, all they had was raw story. Yeah. And and watching movies like that, you feel like, wow, you know, I can do that. You know, when you start analyzing it, mm -hmm. you know, um, and I always tell people who actually want to do what I do, it's not rock and science. Yeah. You know, it, 
And so many kids now, I mean, there's so many different ways to shoot film. Yeah, you can shoot, you can shoot a movie on your phone. You can shoot a movie <laughs> with little cameras. You can edit it on your computer. So you can put all your friends in it, whether or not they have talent or not. And, and make a movie, and and that's what's be, that's what's happening now. The access, it used to be like you had to go rent a, rent a camera, you had to you know you had to get buy the film, then you had to get a place to edit it and stuff. And it's not like it was anymore, which is I think it's great. It's 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 becoming more democratic. But do you think Hollywood will always stay at the center of all this? I mean, it's oh, still going to be the studios. Most definitely, most yeah. it's still going to be the studios and stuff. But I think that there there'll be more various ways in which. Film, people make films mm -hmm. and find find ways to to push the creative envelope. When you make a film like this, Abduction, when you got the the young star, the studio's really into it. They're mm -hmm. pushing it. Is this uh, one of those things where it feels like you're in the driver's seat, or do you feel like there's more expectations? I'm sure they're looking at this like, can it be a franchise? Right oh yeah, yeah, that? definitely. I mean, yeah. we we never would have gone into this venture if we didn't feel like we can make a film um that we can get like two or three of them yeah. three movies out of it and that's what we, we we hope you know with the success of this picture it looks it looks like it's going to be very successful how quick do you know that is it like friday afternoon is it monday morning when do you know you don't know until like monday morning yeah to after the first numbers come out yeah. you know like that's when you really know uh there's a lot of talk on the internet about a project that a lot of people would love to see you do, and that's the NWA picture. Yeah, it's too premature, though, because yeah. we're still like in the preliminary. I'm, it got on the internet. I don't know how, man, uh -huh. but, but it's something I'm very interested in. I mean, and I'm from Los Angeles. Um, those dudes and what they did are the reason that I'm a filmmaker now, because when I was wor in college working and figuring out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to make an identity as a filmmaker... For myself, I was listening to N.W.A. in, in A.Z.'s first album. Yeah. So, and that's how I got the the idea to have my first movie called Boys in the Hood, which Ice Cube wrote. So, I really, you know, I'm really interested in making the film, but it's too premature to talk about it. Isn't it strange, too, though, to think here we are 20 years later and you're doing a, a film like Abduction and Ice Cube is doing these mm. really family-friendly things yeah. and no one, I think, ever saw that coming. Nobody saw that Yeah. Coming. <laughs> uh, and also that period is so perfect to make a film out of because you had NWA on that coast and uh, Public oh, Enemy public, on yeah Public Enemy over here and they both kind of broke out at the same time yes. and you just felt this sweeping change exactly just a sweeping change exactly um Anything else that that you know that you look at, or do you do you keep a couple projects down the road, or you, you know, have to? You have to. It's it's. I, I call it director survival. You have to, as a storyteller, you have to um, be able to have other films, possibly in different modes of of development or different levels of being able to go forward on. So mm -hmm. that when the time is right, you know, because it's not just me. It's like. You know, it's not just my schedule, whether or not it's an actor or someone else. You know, it's like there's so many factors that go into making a film. And when it becomes all about casting, like, could you even imagine wanting to be part of this franchise unless you had Lautner with you? I mean, you had no, a kid I, that... I don't think so. I mean, yeah. there's nobody else that could have played this part with Taylor. It was the right actor, the right time. I mean, you watch the movie, and as the character evolves and changes... This young man, Taylor Lautner, evolves and changes. He did this movie when, last summer when we were eight. You know, he was eighteen years old, and you see him just, you know, get better and better and better. And you know, 
throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And that's what was exciting for me as a director to just like see him trying different things. Like, you know, um, I showed him and Lily, Lily Collins, uh, um, um, Raging Bull before we started, which is one of my favorite films. And um, afterwards, well, Lily had seen it, but Taylor hadn't. And he's like, I feel assaulted after watching that, right? <laughs> and I said, I, you know, this movie has nothing to do with what we're doing, but I want you to understand that some of the best things in this picture, the actors collaborated with the director and they, they improv. They came up with some of the stuff and they just getting reactions out of each other. And so f in this movie, for the first time, he's actually really doing that he's at you know at different periods we like you know try this what do you think of this and you know him and the young cast you know and some of the older people they, they, would, they would talk you know Sigourney Weaver would take him into the side and they would talk you know and it made my job easier yeah because I was like wow you know look at look at see, seeing how much and he was surprised like wow we can do that we can we can improv and he like yeah and he did it and he was so he looked at it and he was like wow I can't believe like how how spontaneous this is. Well, I noticed that you, you surrounded him with a lot of terrific actors. Yeah, veteran that, actors, yeah. Yeah, really veteran actors that all uh, have probably between them hundreds and hundreds of films. And that was from the beginning, like, let's make sure we give this kid a supporting cast. It just, it just came out. I mean, you know, a lot of filmmakers now don't really great, get great supporting actors yeah. in the movies they have like you know a great actor great you know great two leads and everything and then everybody else is just there you know mm -hmm. and, and this I really wanted him to be surrounded by people who were like just n huge icons so because that's the way that he becomes an icon that's mm -hmm. the way he becomes a better actor he he becomes more versed in what it is to, to give a certain performance by being around people like Sigourney Weaver and Alfred Molina and you know Michael Nyquist and Jason Isaacs and Maria Bello and, yeah. and he hangs with them which is it's just like wow you know that's what people are going to be surprised when they say like wow this guy you know he's got it well that was always the great thing you know music they would always uh, Sinatra was always surrounded by the Sina best Sina players yeah, ever exactly you know exactly. Uh, but people forget that now. You know, probably if Sinatra was around now, they're like, let's just keep, you know, moving this product along. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think it's brilliant to do that. Do you often film school the, the actors and say, here's some films I want you to watch, or is this? Um, yeah, I do. I mean, you know, it's 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 a great reference, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's a great bonding tool actually for the cast and sometimes the crew to sit up and watch various films that. Uh, have something to do with the project that you're working on or or that just are inspirational to, yeah. to me as a filmmaker. Is there films that you go back to, like these are the films I need to see, or is each project... Each project's different. Yeah. Depending on the genre of picture, mm -hmm. each project's different. Uh, I call it doing your homework. Um, and I, I, I couldn't see doing it any other way, like being inspired by yeah. what's great before so that you make something great going forward. And when you're doing that, do you know whether the movie is going to work as it's happening? I mean, is yeah. there, is no, there periods know, of know. doubt where you know no, you got you it? No, know, you know. You yeah. know. When you get it, you know, you get it, you know, you know yeah. when it's working. And people around you, and it's, um, it's phenomenal because the crew around you has a certain energy where they feel like, wow, we're really making something special here. Yeah. And your plans is to keep bringing the whole crew back. I mean, you would exactly. just keep exactly. everybody together, yeah. and this would be the project. Now, if it's going south, can you feel it? If it's not working, can you start? Does everyone start to look around? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's, that's a hard situation to be in. Uh, abduction uh, coming out this weekend. John Singleton, the director, and uh, 
It looks like the NWA movie is the next one to be made. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> that movie's got to get done. Yeah, mouth to God's uh, All right, I'm ears. going to. I'll make the phone call for you. Thanks so much for stopping in here, man, and best of luck with everything. All right, thank you very much. Bye. See. Bye. The virus. Ron and Fez. Dick, pussy's an asshole. So pussies may get mad at dicks once in a while because... Pussies get fucked by dicks. But dicks also fuck assholes, Chuck. And if they didn't fuck the assholes, you know what you'd get? You'd get your dick and your pussy all covered in shit. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Twin Oaks numbers 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Uh, John Singleton was just in here, and I made a deal uh, to make the NWA movie. And it looks like, uh, Pepper, I might have a walk-on for you playing a very young Vanilla Ice that they're watching on TV. I'll take it. I'm all in on that. Good. Because it might just be the Vanilla Ice story. And there might... <laughs> Not even have anything to talk. <laughs> I gotta get a flat top it, going now. It really, it's probably not even going to be a movie. It's just you coming over to my house and some people laughing at you and drinking. All right, this sounds a lot. Play a nice, nice baby while you do the robot. This sounds a lot worse than an opinion of John Singleton movie. Well, whatever. The point is, you're in show business. <laughs> Am That's I? That's the glory of it. <laughs> you know what? I'd like to see you start dressing like John Singleton in a nice suit, looking like it matters, and. Afterwards, he and I looking at TV, just talking about Cam Newton and nothing else. <laughs> he looked very dapper, and like myself, he's high in the Cam Newton. Yeah. I ran down Bradshaw in front of him. I'm like, <laughs> what about Bradshaw? <laughs> so how was abduction, though? Um, Since the screening. What are you talking about? The uh, Well, the first film they did was Boys in the Hood, and it's just, to me, one of the all-time greats. You know, abduction, the new, the new film. What, with Taylor Lautner? Yeah. I did see that. I did oh. see I already told you about it. Oh. But how'd you um, like it? Hmm? How'd you, how'd you like abduction? Yeah, I think it's what, about an hour and a half? Maybe even a little shorter? Probably around there, but in the movie, like what happened in the movie? Like, uh, I'm not the target audience. You know this. It's going to be the young kids who want to see a, I don't know, kind of a like a teen spy action film. Hot young stud. See, here's the thing. He's raised by two other spies. Yeah. And then he finds out on the internet. I didn't know this, but his girlfriend in the movie is Phil Collins' daughter. Holy shit. All right. Who, uh, All right. Zietz, what are you eating? I'm fucking starving, and I got to look over and see you eating a nice, beautiful lunch. Where the hell do you get fucking lunch? Oh, Fez got it for me. What? I didn't get your shit. Get me lunch, too, then. If you're going to get for one... Wait a minute. Get for everyone. Wait, wait, that looks like a fucking pancake. It's actually a delicious sausage patty, Pepper. I got myself a little my bit of breakfast. fucking breakfast? I don't know. I saw breakfast I in the office. I fucking saved that for after the show. I didn't have time this morning to fucking eat it. I saw breakfast. I figured, oh, What the oh, fuck do you think you're fucking doing in my fucking breakfast? It was Why? there. I thought Fez my lunch, rather. It was right near my desk. It was right How near my desk. How long do you desk. leave your food sitting around? Well, 
I found. What can a sausage be like after four hours? I found that. Delicious. Fuck off. For, all right, first of all, sometimes I leave it because I found that the fast food gets better as it's cold, gets colder. That's disgusting. And fucking harder. So, and sometimes I just don't have time in the morning. So I save it. And I come back to my desk, have a nice cold breakfast for lunch. I don't know what's wrong with my headphones. I can't hear Zeets at all. Give me a one-two, Zeets. One-two? Well, yeah, I'm a little low here. Try it again, Zeets. Go ahead, try it again. One-two. Mm, that breakfast is like real good. Cool. It tastes very oh. good. I, I saw it. It was right on my desk. Well, it was near my desk, and I thought, like, Yeah, it was know, on my fucking desk. Well, I mean, your desk is very close to my desk. Sometimes I confuse the two, depending on which way I'm walking. What the fuck do you think you're doing, Zeno? I, I thought Fez finally came around and got me something nice. Tomorrow's supposed to be the awards dinner. Yeah. And now everything's going south This here. This is unbelievable. What are you going to do, take food off my fucking plate at the goddamn restaurant? I thought, Motherfucker! I thought, I thought this was mine. I thought Fez, you know... You know what you were doing! I did not. You know I'm never going to get you breakfast ever. I feel like... Well, you did. Today you got him breakfast. That's real good. Thank you, Fez. What are the rest of us eating? Yeah, yeah, what's what's my lunch now? (laughs) Because I just got fucking jacked by Zito. It's just some fucking horse shit. Okay. Seriously, you're going to be so good to John Singleton film, you don't even know it. (laughs) Just those statements alone. I need more syrup next time, Fez, if possible. There's, they only give oh, you this, love syrup. this little syrup cup for all these pancakes. You'll be I getting semen, not syrup. Oh. What makes you jerk, then? <laughs> what are you thinking about when you're jerking? Pancakes? Sausage. It? It's disgusting. Like. <laughs> See, that's the thing. And to me, that's an anti-gay joke. Like, the worst thing a man could do is eat semen. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking point of an anti-gay joke. Disgusting. Um, it's just an unconventional condiment. It's a delicious condiment. Kyle, you're on running Fez. Hey, buddy. The uh, I saw the uh, thirty-second spot for uh, abduction the other day. If you can get that and check it out, the uh, every line that's in that trailer literally is just the most generic one-liner from any action movie. I, I honestly But, but here's the thing the that you have to remember, Kyle, that the people that go, are going to this action movie have never seen an action movie before. <laughs> They're all going to be 14-year-old girls. So this is all going to be wide open to them. Oh, they're going to fucking love it. They're going to eat it up. Yeah. And all they want is for, you know, Taylor Lautner to be a fucking orphan. Yeah, shirt, a shirtless or- orphan. A shirtless orphan who needs somebody to help him. Tweaking his own nipples, probably, as he's doing spy stuff. I You're not actually starting to talk a little fucking gay. That's this, what I believe the ladies are looking for. This show has turned oddly gay. Oh, I'm oddly straight. Um, Why is it so odd, then? I guess good, good question. <laughs> Don't know. Uh, Ray, you're on fez. Ray, go ahead, buddy. Hey, Ronnie, great, uh, great interview as always. So, uh, I just let you, let uh, Nico know it's a uh, good 80 degrees here in Austin. Plenty of time to come on down. Oh, you should have taken Austin. I don't know why he didn't. He went Boulder. I mean, Austin would have been fucking nice. Boulder's starting to come off to me. Like, see him like it's not going to be kind to Nico. No, it's going to fucking tear his shit up. What you doing here, dude, boy? <laughs> you like being from New York? You like being a crash killer? You ain't in Jewtown anymore. Jesus. Jew pork. I hear smoke this weed. 
Do we ever find out what happened to the trains in Penn Station? Why those people are tweeting? We're stuck in the tunnels. I looked it up. I couldn't find the fucking the actual thing. I think it's just they're just doing searches because they they're they're so fucking paranoid of this UN thing. Every year the UN comes and the fucking city goes nuts. It's cops with fucking machine guns everywhere. You know what? Let's stop fucking around and go right to the horse's mouth. Crazed is in the house. Hey, what's up, Ronnie? What's up, Fezzy? What's up, Pep? What up, Crazed? Uh, <laughs> hey, yo, Zito, what's up with uh, taking uh, uh, Pepper sausage, man? I learned it from I, you. I, 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 I mean, I mean, Pepper, you should kick that motherfucker's ass. You're right. Yeah, yeah Crazed. Crazed. Take a fat man. You guys crazed. have to remember, Crazed just got fired for getting mad over somebody eating his lunch. Oh fuck. Yep. That's true. It, it, that's true. But you know what? Whoop his ass, Pat. Whoop his ass. Well, I right. love Craze's advice. Hey, Craze. Uh, <laughs> one day yeah. you said that your all-time favorite band is REM, and then the next day the band breaks up. Oh how, man! How do you sucks. do that? I don't know. I guess I, I guess I'm a jinxer. Craze, you seen any movies this weekend? Um, I actually saw Straw Dogs, which was actually pretty good. I heard it was awful. Hmm. I already got a minus seven at Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> you ever see a movie you don't like? I, um, no, there's movies that I don't like. I just can't think of any right now. Yeah, uh, books. <laughs> books? Uh, I don't read much, Ronnie. Soccer. Unbelievable, Christ. Yeah, just kick his ass, Pepper. Yeah, okay. Kick his ass. All right, I'm gonna fuck him. him. Shick I'm, him. I'm gonna fuck him up after the show. Don't do that. No, I that's I listen to Crazy now. I'm out of here. Bye. Oh, there he goes. Peace. As he came in. PC dog. Bye, Did you know that he was saving that food? He, you fucking know. He's gonna lie. He knows I save my breakfast sometimes. No, no, no. It, it looked like it was just right there. Fuck off. Here, here's the big question: Does this mean Fez bought Higgs breakfast today or not? Because oh yes, he I did. He didn't eat his breakfast. No, that's that's a, I I didn't get it. So I don't think no it's breakfast. his breakfast until it's in his belly. That's right. Once I hand it off, Hicks is in control of that breakfast. Did you physically put it in his hands? I put it down right in front of him. Right, did you like physically, near my desk. Did he take possession of it? Was it nope. ever in his possession? I never saw it in his hands. Then that's a breakfast you owe, my yeah. friend. Yeah. You were. I thought Pepper was robbed. You were robbed. That was a free agent breakfast right there that got picked up, I guess. So I'm not in the wrong. If it was just out, I just took... I'm still pissed about wrong, it. no matter what. No, 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 no. I thought you got me breakfast. I thought you finally came around. You said, you know what, Zeets and I have been getting along better, all these stuff, all this stuff. You can stuff. see how that could happen. Yeah. No, I don't see you how can... at all. He was told bl uh, point blank yesterday, he will never, ever get breakfast. And then there's a breakfast on his, on his desk... Why wouldn't he think Fez must have changed no, his mind? No, he's a liar and a thief. It wasn't on his like desk. A, I thought we were doing like a little joke. Like, you know, like on the air, you say, oh, I'll never get your breakfast. And then you do. And then it's a nice little moment for us to share, like, you know, co-workers. And Pepper, we have places gonna make to this put right? food. How are you going to make this right, Fez? I'm not making this right. So this is, a, this is a slam against Pep. Unbelievable. Not against Zeke. Zeke's is a winner. You're a winner. And Pepper's a loser. I guess I'm just going to have L brand on my forehead. Well, first of all, the way you did that was like an upside-down seven. <laughs> That's not the way an L goes. All right, how about that? Go. That's better. <laughs> That's even fucking worse. <laughs> I'm a bigger loser. 
No, same amount of loser. <laughs> Pepper and I will just have to start meeting for breakfast. That way there's no food to lay around for the food thieves to come by and grab. Oh, if there's a food thief on loose, I'm going to catch him, because that would be meet? wrong. We can meet at Toasties. Why would anybody eat at Toasties? <laughs> can I come? To have breakfast. That's not a good breakfast place. All this time here, you don't know a good breakfast place in New York. Well, where I got his breakfast from today, I think, was pretty good. I don't know about that. I, I wouldn't know, because I didn't fucking eat it. I just can't think of the name of it right now. It's a pizza place that does breakfast in the morning. <laughs> what the fuck? And people are lined up. They love it. Where do you... I don't... Pizza where are you meeting them tomorrow? For breakfast. Why don't we meet at that new place, the financier? Okay, only at the financier. What time? Let's meet, uh, say, nine-ish. Okay. So I can get here at nine. No, I'm usually here before that. Well, you know, it has to be fast, because I have to you know, get back up. Now, you like your weekend, Dad. <laughs> you guys are meeting at the financier. Is there still going to be breakfast on my desk when I get in? 50-50. Okay, cool. Thanks again. I'll sprinkle some cereal around your desk. Perfect. I'll put it all together, put it in a cup. It's going to invite runs. Uh, here's a guy that we expected to sing yesterday, but he didn't arch. Hey, uh, Pepper, when did you become such a mark? What are you talking about? You're like fucking a fucking mark in the midway. He fucking, he fucking jacked you. He's a fucking thief, I know. Now I know better. I thought I could trust. Is and now I just look like a dick. Is it the mono? It could be the mono they gave me, too. I still have to call the doctor to get those results you back. You do not have motto. Jesus Christ. Right. You, got, you got callers calling in, calling at different names. What's going on here? I guess the callers... Everything has changed. Yeah, I guess. Everything's looking different you now. You used to be the man of respect. Now Zito's fucking taking my food. Unbelievable. It's terrible. Honest mistake. Let Fez was... make it up to you with a nice lunch. Okay. That works. Zito, you're running out to get it for Pepper, too. Where would you like to get it from? Um, I would like to get him his favorite sandwich. From where? Lenny's. They have a special smoked chicken that he loves. I no do. pickles. Extra mayonnaise. Yeah, I, I do like that. Uh, would you go pick it up, Zeets? I mean, just as a favor to Pepper, I will, because I don't feel like I did anything. Like, I don't want it to be like a punishment thing. Right. But if, if you know, if he needs me to just go get it, no problem. I can, I'll do that for the man. I, I But I don't. I feel like it's being presented as some type of punishment, like I did something wrong by eating this food that was clearly on my desk. Well, just, this is a desk. way of putting everything right for everyone. Yeah, everything will be nice again. Now, will Fez give me a couple extra dollars to like, grab some lunch for Absolutely. myself? Absolutely. No, right. not oh, at all. You're getting the exact amount that that chicken sandwich costs. But how am I going to get my lunch? You're not getting lunch. You've already eaten. No, You've that eaten was everybody Fez, else's food. Fez, there's a thing where you should never pick one kid over the other. In this Equal. case, I am. Oh. But that causes resentment. Good. Because he's not getting lunch. He, I can't reward stealing breakfast with lunch. What if, what if, you know, like, Pepper was allergic to pancakes and I actually saved him, and so it would be a reward, like, you know, he would have died if he'd eaten these pancakes. We don't know. We've never had him tested for pancakes, only mono, which he does not have. He's no, eaten that's pancakes before. I do like pancakes, actually. It's turning into a baby fight. <laughs> It's every fucking detail here. All right, where's the chicken at? Should we call ahead? Yeah, Boy. Zito, call ahead and order the smoked chicken. I'm going to get two. Um, 
Hey, Moby, you're on my face. Hey, uh, hey, Pepper, you're just sitting there and taking this. What would your uh, What would your dad have done if a uh, coworker had stolen his breakfast? He what didn't work, <laughs> or he would. Have, he had the nods. That's what. So <laughs> anything could have fucking happened to him. He wouldn't have cared. I'm sure he woke up with his shoes gone before. Yeah, he did. I don't think really bothered him all that much. <laughs> He didn't hold that job. All right, that sandwich is $25. So I'm going to need that exact <laughs> amount. My, it's gone up. I know. Bob Vegas. Hey, is uh, Mark Zito just following the rule of the whatever's left available, like those chocolates? You can just pick it up and eat it? Uh, it takes us to an interesting place. Fez, you were accused a long time ago of oh, stealing wow. people's candy that was on their desk. Yes, I took candy that was put out in a bowl and was presented for any of the other employees to enjoy. What they were saying is that you didn't do that during business hours. And you did it when it was on the desk and not presented. So that came up, and it sounded like he found something on a desk and ate it. And what do you got there, Zito? I have the bowl it was in. That's basically a plate. It's a to-go container. That is not a candy dish. Does it hold liquid? Yes, it will. That's then kind that's of a bowl. bullish. I feel like I've been sabotaged now. I know. Adam, you're on the Run of Fez show. Never would have thought this would have happened. Yeah, I just want to let Hicks know that uh, some of us still got love and respect for Pepper Hicks. Oh, and, uh We don't like this, uh, this, this bullshit been going on lately. Somehow it seems like fucking Zito and Fez are teamed up together to take away the lunch from this guy. We're definitely teamed up together for my delicious breakfast. God damn it. Oh. He's just enjoying himself. Yeah. Good Did we already call him the chicken sandwich? I am working on that right now. Hmm. Sandwichy. Right, now here's an interesting thing. This Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, said uh, that she will loan out her vibrators what? to her girlfriend's. And they'll keep it for a couple months and then give it back. Oh. So she just works, their friends just work themselves over fucking... Yeah, I mean, it's almost uh, like, oh, I put this in my cunny, now put it in your cunny. It's like we're sharing vaginas. More or less. Well, that's kind of hot. You take it as hot or gross? That's hot. Zeet's hot or gross? I think it's gross. So you're grossed out by it. I just like the vagina sharing of just tools. Like, it's basically like sharing tools that you put in your body, which is kind of weird. Fez, I think we know with you. Absolutely beyond grossed out. So once again, you and Zeitz against Pepper. Teaming up against me. Breakfast two. <laughs> it's like a breakfast junior. What's wrong with you, Zito? Hey, what's the story with Half Astronauts, Fez song? Is it catching on? I think so. Let's take a quick listen. I don't know whether they... I, I noticed we haven't been getting a song request for it. And here I thought, oh, here comes half astronaut. There's no stopping them. Mm. Seems like there's a stopping them. Nico doesn't go to Austin. I know. I mean, oh, it's a big fucking big blow. Romo gets his fucking lungs torn apart. Yeah. It's like aliens. Let's give it a play. Hitler mustache and standalone fruit awaking yourself on Ron's couch with your own toot lettuce wraps can be tasty oh we've been there before 
So they hosed out your backside, buddy Well, not no more Don't you cry Today we still love you, Fezzy Don't you cry Don't you cry There's no God up above you, Fezzy Don't you cry It's the Ron and Fez Show, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, you were talking about Maggie Gyllenhaal, and I just thought I'd call and mention that she was on this show called Curiosity, talking about sex and orgasms and stuff like that. She seems to be um, the new hot girl going out there. Not that we all didn't know it from Secretary, but um, the idea of um, shared vibrators, hot to some, others like Fez, disgusting. It's just vagina juice. What's so disgusting about that? Well, plus, they give it a wipe down. Yeah. Yeah, you just get like a fucking nice Clorox wipe. So what grosses you out about this, Fez? It's the whole sharing of something that's been inside of you. All right, so you're saying it's the... Uh, shared fluids of same-sex people. I get it now. I didn't think I got it at first, but yeah, that is disgusting. It's not people being together. It's equipment being together. People inside of each other, okay. Yes. This is something that we can't judge the sanitariness of. And when do you judge the sanitariness of an asshole? Well, that can be cleaned, and that's, I don't know, it's just more, that's a intimate moment. This is... It's two separate intimate moments, and then the vibrator's being cleaned in between. I don't think anyone would get back an unclean vibrator. I mean, this isn't the fucking dark ages here. All right? I can see that happening, if the lady isn't so hygienic. It's the fucking 90s, folks. Let's get this straight. Oh, it's the... It's the 2011s. Um, Ryan, you're on Run of Fez. Hey, guys. First things first, uh, Ronnie Dominican's on the way. Um, should be better by tomorrow. Secondly, um, technically Zito stole from Fez because it never went into Hicks' possession. So if uh, Fez should be angry at anyone, it's Zito on this one big time. All right. That's interesting. And I, I, I the thing that killed me, is Zito just gets away with it all. Gets away with it all. Steve, you're on a Fez. Fez, if someone sharing something that goes inside somebody discusses you, what happens if you go over to their house and then eat and use their silverware? Well, silverware we know has been cleaned. It's been through a sanitizing dishwasher. Well, why don't you put your vibrator in the dishwasher? Why don't you clean the vibrator off? Uh, it is a good point. You go into a fucking diner and you will take a fork and put that fork in your mouth um but i think that's different when it's just saliva and not other bodily fluids so it's the bodily fluids that gross you out 
you might not have a secret after all. Um, let's go over to uh, Bruce. Bruce, you're on Yeah, Ron, so I'm banging two chicks. I got to stop and hose it down before I switch. I agree with you there. Nobody would ever fucking make a big deal out of that if you're in a nice civilized threesome. Back and forth, back and forth. Everybody's the big winner. Um, let's go over to uh, Tom, New York. You're on Fez. How about a uh, rectal thermometer? Doctors use them on all their patients all day long, every day. Uh, Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey there. Uh, so hypothetical. So how? What's the distance that the girls can be together? What if they're in the same room sharing the sex toy, or what if they're in neighboring rooms or down the street? What's the, the distance that they have to be apart? It's really interesting as we start to judge other people's sex lives and call that gross or disgusting. I would, uh, I always think that you're walking on thin ice when you get into that. Who knows? Maybe I'm a little too accepting of people. Maybe I let people do that. I need to become more conservative, I guess. Um, here's Thomas. Thomas, you're on a fest. Yeah, what if you're uh, banging dope, you're, uh, the other guy pulls a needle out, you just hose it off and stick it right in your arm? Well, that was the old way, before you know what. Um, let's go over to uh, Anthony, you're on a Fez. Yeah, hey, Fezzy, you didn't seem to care about that when Sam had a strap on on, you were giving it oral. You didn't seem to like, oh, where was this thing before I'm putting it in my mouth? Over and over. Yeah, that's true. That thing had been used before by some people in the adult industry. And really, to me, all industries are adult industries. I don't think we need children running our industries, particularly the porn industry. The fuck are these kids doing here? This is an adult industry. Well, my kid just wants to watch. No! What don't you understand about adult industry? Here, hand this boom mic. I want every industry from this point on to be called an adult industry. I don't want to walk into a shipyard and see a little kid with a welding fucking torch. Well, this isn't an adult industry. It's not like I took him to a porn set. I don't care. That fucking kid's not even wearing a mask. And he's staring directly into it. Uh, Well, Fez got quiet after a while, but the point is this. We've got to stop respecting people and their sexual choices. We need to clamp down. This is the 50s, all right? Separate beds. Separate bedroom, separate boss. Separate bedroom, separate, separate boss. See, I stop. also think it's too intimate of, a, of an item, too. Like, I would never loan Pepper Hicks my jack rag. What I think fuck? that's just a personal item. That you keep to yourself. That's the most disgusting thing. So you just keep an old rag around the same one? That you reuse over and over again? A towel, yeah, that you oh, use for God, a while. Oh, God, how long? You filthy fucking... Where it's do you put it? Disgusting! Where do you put it? The jack rag! Oh, he's actually uh, named it! It's a rag of jackness! It's just... Oh, uh, God. And I would never think Sometimes of he's just watching fucking TV while he's gnawing on it. Oh, Jack rag. Oh, my God. He gnaws on a jack oh, rag. He eats it. And if Chris said, you know what? I don't have anything to jack off into. No towels, no tissues, nothing. I wouldn't say, here, use mine, pal. 
This is a crazy fucking reality where we're having this what? conversation. What are you guys having? Fucking bunk beds like the Three Stooges? <laughs> By the way, what time does our lunch get here? Because I'm fucking starving. I believe it'll be here soon. Good. Can't wait. For, can't wait for the sandwich. It's gonna be delicious. I never even had this. What is it? It's a chicken sandwich. It's smoked chicken sandwich. I'm not a big smoked chicken guy. What'd you get me, ham and cheese? I didn't know you wanted one. I just oh. sat uh, Zito to get Chris Stanley's lunch to make up for his lost breakfast. What about for my fucking lost career? I can't have a nice little fucking sandwich. You want a breakfast sandwich on a roll? No. What I'll do is just watch fucking. Um, Egg seat. Mm, oh, you want you want my sandwich, Ron? Because you can have. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna like it, but you can definitely, you know, have it if you. You know choose. what? Here's the thing. That's what I'm gonna do. Why don't you just fucking throw it on the uh, on the floor and then stamp on it? I know. Someone's got to enjoy it. Here's half astronaut. You're on a fez. Hey, boys. Doesn't sound like my song's really taken off at all. It's not working. No. Well, I was hoping at least Dave would like it. Anyway, that's my old stuff. I've got some new stuff out there that I would like you all know, to listen to if y'all get the chance. It's on Twitter. And I also send in some uh, Mexican treats for y'all. They should be getting there today or tomorrow. And now that I found out that Zito's such a thief, I'd rather he went without. Um, are we talking about smokables? I'm sorry, I missed that. Are these smokable me Mexican treats? No, no, these delicious sugary post-dinner treats. Oh, no. You'll enjoy. Oh, I don't know. Mexican food? <laughs> Come on, give it a try, Ron. Live a little. Half. Can I call you half? Yeah, that's fine. When the first uh, song doesn't take off, it's very rare for the record company to get behind a second song. No, so, I understand. I understand. Well... I'm gonna have to. What I'm gonna do is crawl back on my knees to sleeves and ask me, him if we'll make another Louis song. He's only made six so far, uh, more than halfway to a fucking album of them. And man, I thought all of those songs were good. Um, Here with the money. Peace. Uh, Jason in Detroit. Hey, Ron. The says and Pep. Hey, Fez, I got a question. Do you call it the Jack Rag because you're thinking of a guy named Jack while you're doing it? <laughs> oh, yeah, that might be even true. I didn't think of that. There's that intern named Jack upstairs. Who's the intern we got rocking for us today? It's B-Dog. What's up with B-Dog? What's his whole backstory? B-Dog's rocking Long Island real hard. He loves it. He's up in Long Island? Yeah, Strong Island. Um, what's his backstory? Where does he go to school? Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Straight out of it. Straight out of Connecticut. <laughs> By the way, um, the director that we had in here today, John Singleton, he looked like he whip your ass, doesn't he? He looks like he'll fucking throw down, no problem. He looked like a hard man. Oh, hell yeah. Love him. You're going to love this abduction movie, then. Awesome. Uh, Taylor Lautner's in it, and he plays a... Um, a teen CIA agent, raised by CIA agents, watched by his CIA agent dad from afar. Why does he get closer? It's his dad. He didn't even know it was his dad. Oh. His dad is such a bad man um, that he can't even be close to the kid. Jesus. What does this poor bastard do? And uh, even his shrank... His shrank, all right. CIA agent 
What? <laughs> He's just in there confessing shit to a CIA agent. What the fuck? It's really strange. Oh, so all these CIA agents, all they have to do is just look after this one kid? Not only that, if you fucking pick, <laughs> if you fucking pick up a, a phone call from a hospital, dial 911, a CIA agent is answering because <laughs> they can break into any phone at any time. I'm never calling 911 ever again. Did you ever before? I saw an overturned car on the road once, and then I felt really good about myself. Excuse me, there's an overturned car. Maybe some cops should check this out. What about baby pepper? Did you ever make the daddy won't wake up call? <laughs> no, no. He's all blue. I don't know what to do. Been sleeping for a really long time. I'm just a kid. I'm just a little kid. That's all I was. How old when you start smoking? Five. I think of sixteen or fifteen, something like that. You're sitting there with a fucking cigarette, cigarette hanging out. You know. I hate kindergarten. Fucking blows. <laughs> Go home, steal some of my grandmother's Georgie. When I was little, me and my friends used to pass a Marlboro around like it was a joint. We would be like in fucking first or second grade, knock at the door, and answer it. My friend would go like this. Oh, can you come out? We got a cigarette. I go, what? We got a cigarette. I go, fuck, let me put my shoes on. We go fucking running out there and be like four of us standing around. Decipher it. After figuring out who's going to have the balls to light it instead of being a pussy with the matches, then pass that fucking Marlboro around. Come on. Inhale. Sometimes a Winston. All right. Cool. Depending on whether you started, stole it from your dad or your mom. I mean, my parents had different brands. It was great. Because we got the Camel Cash and the Marlboro Miles. And so we had all this fucking cigarette swag. Nathan, you're on Manifest. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Hey, I watched the, uh, per your guys' suggestion, I watched uh, You're Gonna Miss Me, the documentary, last night. And uh, I've never heard of the elevators before, but uh, it was a really good documentary. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you're on it. Stay on top What's of that? it. I'm glad you're on it, dude. Thanks. Ron Bennington interviews uh, tomorrow. We will be doing a contest. Uh, head on over to Happy Sad Media and see if there isn't a clue there right now. Hey, go check it out. Sad Happy Media. Because it's like, search the game we're going to be playing. You come up with the clue. The clue on what the password is. Tomorrow we're going to crack the password of Ron Bennington interviews. Some CIA shit going on right here. Um, already Black Rock Coalition wants to... You said happy media. This is how people are freaking out by seeing the site. Fucking BRC signed on? Yeah. That's huge. Like, come on, design us something. And we just showed the site to, uh, I don't want to say who the person is, but a big rock star's people. Oh, how they like it. Loving it. Fuck yeah. As they should. I would even give a clue to that, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to give the clues out. Fucking starving. When are our sandwiches getting here? They're on their way. Good. What did you end up getting me? I didn't put in an order for you. What did I do wrong first? Tell me, just tell me where I went wrong in our friendship that I'm fucking treated this way. No, I just got confused about... Um, got confused? Fuck, it's about the directions. The directions is what? That I was replacing Chris Stanley's sandwich because you really someone feel stole his breakfast. You really feel comfortable with him eating lunch in front of me. That's something you can live with. I don't. 
I feel like an asshole. You know what I feel like? I feel like I'm in the monkey cage. I'm watching the fucking lions eating fucking fresh zebra. Well, I got no, but zebra is the word I just used instead of zebra. Well, that's slang. I'm watching them eating fresh zebra. Why well, I got nothing over here in the monkey cage except for just fucking throwing monkey shit at kids walking by. Look, I'll give you all the zebra I got. Tell me the truth, Fez. You see me as a monkey in the zoo? No, you're not a monkey in the zoo. Then where's my sandwich? Have Zito pick up another one, Chris. Give him a call. No, I don't want to be some fucking... Uh, <laughs> what you say? I don't make him any longer. <laughs> Make him I turn mean, around and I go mean, right back. I, no, it's fucking embarrassment well. now. I don't want to be a fucking afterthought. I'm like the adopted kid. It's only no. embarrassing to Zito that he no. has to go in there and face the sandwich people again like he's just a starving person. But he might face them go like this. Fez, no, please, don't do it to me. Don't do it to me, Hicks. If there's anything in life, I can't be it. Humiliate it in public. Oh, my God. Today's the worst day of my life. Uh, Tom, you're running fest. And a spy report, Ron. Spy report, good. Spy report, spy report, spy report, spy report, spy report, spy report. Yes, in light spy report, spy report, spy report. In light of the most recent uh, teen suicide, spy report. Lady Gaga has tweeted that she wants to have a meeting with President Obama in order to pass a law to make bullying illegal. Um, well, first of all, I hope he sits down with her. She has had a couple of hit singles. Uh, right now, he's negotiating with Elton John over some stuff. Uh, we already have laws against bullying. You're not allowed to physically attack anyone in the United States of America. Yeah, she tweeted, I am meeting with our president. I will not stop fighting. This must end. Our generation has the power to end it. Trend it. Hashtag uh, make a law for Jamie. I want to trend it then. I didn't Just know. she said so? Yeah. I'm what's now called a gaga pest. <laughs> hey, check OP Radio's thing. Is he uh, giving any updates after what happened to him today? Or is this all just about fucking Gaga every fucking minute of the day? Chris, I never even got into your fucking kitchen today. I don't know even when, I don't even know what's going on in your world. Oh, looks like this food's here. That's what's going on in my world right now. But other than that, Gwyneth Paltrow is getting shit now from Republicans. On because she is approving basically of extramarital affair. Like she just came out and said, "Yeah, it happens sometimes. We're both huge stars. As I get older, I understand. It's it happens. Whatever." And now they're just freaking out over it. Just All right, so she her. says she don't mind if Coldplay is on the road and has an affair. Yeah, she basically said we're adults and it's understandable. But ain't nobody's business but their own. Yeah. Exactly, and that's what she's saying, and then she realized that not anyone else's stuff is out of their business. But I said the same thing about Sarah Palin, too. Ain't none of my business. Yeah. Republicans aren't attacking She me. wants to uh, start freaking, do it on a weekend, and none of my business. She gets something but attacked. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've attacked her plenty of times. I'm not the biggest Gwyneth Paltrow fan. What do you attack her for? Oh, that stupid website, Goop, or whatever it's fucking called. Goop-a-doop, goop-a-doop, goop-a-doop. <laughs> Uh, you got your sandwich now? Yeah, I got it. 
Tito you know, very nicely brought it over. Eat up, enjoy yourself. I think I am. I can't wait because I mean that not having that fucking that breakfast really killed me. Really, you know, oh, the f so fucking someone bit into it. The fuck? Bit into what? The sandwich. What? It's nice and warm, <laughs> but there's fucking a goddamn piece of it bitten out. And I'm gonna point all fingers towards Mono. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Oh, a no, Mono bite. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I did do that. No, I was making sure they made it to your specifications. You know what you fucking did. No, 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 no. You said you said You're you wanted no pickles. Fucking with me. How did I know to look and see if there were no pickles? I couldn't like spread the sandwich apart. I that would have made a mess. The people at Wendy's. I had I to, to do that. I had you to trust. take a bite of it. I had to take a bite of it to make sure there were no pickles on it. It's an obvious thing. It's like a little bite. Well, Just looks like fucking Zito doubled down on his food today. Can I tell you something while you're bitching? This whole conversation started because I saw Zito's eating and said I was starving. And then you got the balls to go order one single sandwich for yourself. And that's it? You and Fez slap me like that? No slapping. I'm done with it. Just eat your, eat your mono sandwich. No, I don't want mono. I might have it already. I don't know. It's all up in the fucking air. You do not have mono. Just cut out the mono part. Take a <laughs> knife and fucking cut out the mono part. I don't part. know if the saliva is spreading towards the middle of the sandwich. Fezzy, get him another sandwich. He can't eat the mono sandwich. Zito, you finish that one since you already been into it. Okay, now that your mono fangs have injected your venom into it. No, no, no. It's right, not now like you're getting personal. I, I, I just, it was for quality assurance purposes. Plus, I mean, I was a little hungry. But, because the breakfast I found to be a little unfulfilling. But, also I want to make sure there are no pickles on it as he requested. This hurts so much. And Ron's got no sandwich. I got no sandwich. And Zito's just fucking enjoying everything. You have a perfectly good sandwich right there. It's perfectly... I saw it myself. Ate yourself is what you fucking did. Tested. Fuzz, it's time for you to get back on top. We're going to break and we come back with... The time of the show everyone loves. When Fezzy finally... Regames his composure. <laughs> Reading in Yahoo News to you. <laughs> On the Rana Fez Show. In Italy, a uh, very interesting trial going on. Six scientists and a uh, def civil defense official are on trial for manslaughter because they did not warn this city in Italy about an earthquake that hit in 2009. 300 people were killed. So for not giving the warning, they've been put on trial. So they know it was coming? The the prosecution says they had enough evidence that if they 
were good at their jobs, and their jobs is to let people know that they would have known that this was happening. And in fact, that they had put out a thing saying, even though there's been little tremblers and stuff like that, that the area was perfectly safe. Mm. So does the science, do you think a scientist has to be responsible? Oh, if he knows. I guess that'll come out in court. So I, I wasn't sure if it was like the weatherman, because if this law came here, the weatherman would be in constant uh, courtrooms. Why, they warn us. They overwarn us here. Yeah, they warn us, but they're not always right either. Well, I don't think you get in trouble for when you're not right. Uh -huh. People do take. It's like uh, you think that they would be uh, going to court if someone said... Uh, there's going to be an earthquake and there wasn't one? Oh, no, no, that wouldn't happen. Mm. So I just think it's going to set a very, uh, legal precedent here. Well, not here, in Italy, maybe. No, I think this will probably go around the world. Why? If you could start charging scientists with criminal acts for yeah. uh, we only bad go, research. But we go by our American court system. Best ever. Is it? Play that to Mr. Troy Davis. <laughs> There's uh, immigration officials are trying to determine the nationality <laughs> of a baby that a woman had, uh, a woman from the Philippines had on a flight to the United States. I would call it a China baby. So she had the baby in midair. Mm-hmm. And then they landed in Jesus. the U.S. Oh, you mean still in the plane? I thought maybe she had... Because when you said she had it midair, I'm like, why didn't they let her stay in the plane? They fucked up. They fucked up bad. I thought you weren't allowed to fly that pregnant. Well, I didn't think so either, but I guess Philippine Air or the Filipinos don't uh, have any sort of law against that. There's the picture of the fat baby smoking a cigarette. <laughs> I love that kid. That kid's the shit. Bunch Wish more fat kids smoked. See, that baby should be an American. That big smoking baby. And this woman was coming to America, hoping to get here in She's time. She's coming to America, home. Just hoping to get here in uh, hopes that she would have the baby Whoa. in America and it could be an American citizen. I hope I make it to America that my baby can smoke on free soil. Because back in my country, they take babies away. Mm. This kid looks like he's smoking a light cigarette. It's kind of sure. pussy. Yes. That's because he's too busy eating fucking peanut butter with the other hand. <laughs> you know what I liked about that kid? He's really fucking... He just didn't smoke. He fucking moved it all around. Yeah. It's like a card dealer. They say you gain weight when you try to quit smoking. I feel sorry for this kid. Visual. Yahoo News. The group uh, One Million Moms is protesting and boycotting Ben and Jerry's ice cream. I, I saw One Million Moms, that group, they opened up for 10,000 Maniacs. They were, was this a night of dumb, I'm like, am I here to hear, see a show or use a calculator? I said Zeba and calculator in the same day. I'm fucking coming apart here. No. Maybe because I'm starving while everybody else eats smoked chicken. It's only one person eating smoked chicken. You can eat your fucking smoked chicken. When did you turn into half a you-know-what? <laughs> so the one million moms protesting against Ben and Jerry's. Sorry, I should have. I, I interrupted. Go ahead. 
What's the story? Want me to just read it? You should hand it out and we'll all read it together. All right, I don't have extra copies of it. I'm kidding. I'm not going to read news. So they're protesting Ben and Jerry's for um, not enough mumps? No, for the uh, sweaty balls flavor of ice cream from the Saturday Night Live sketch with Alec Baldwin that they're putting it out there. They said they've taken something as simple and wholesome as ice cream and turned it into something uh, repulsive. It's a hard argument to fucking fight back against. Oh, come on. Who doesn't like sweaty balls? Please, lady. Now you've thought nothing but trouble. So the ice cream is vanilla and rum-flavored ice cream with milk chocolate malt balls. I like rum. All right. Thumbs up or thumbs down on this flavor. Is it ice cream? Yes. Up. Yeah, I'll eat this. Sure. What fucking ice cream aren't you going to like? Fish? Oh. I'm not a uh, melted milk ball fan. Uh-oh, they're losing Fez. Well, melted milk ball is delicious. It's melty. I wish you would have got a bunch of those for us today to have after the chicken. So, it's a, I'm not joining the boycott because I think it's a horrible name. I'm just joining because I really can't stand mul- uh, melted milk balls. It really is. A boycott is a horrible name. It sounds like a place where a young kid lays down and takes a nap. It's fucking ped shit. You only, get on your boycott right now. Only temporarily. Mom, my sister's at my boycott. She doesn't belong there. It's a boycott. So there's a little hole to stick your dick through. That makes it a boycott. Piahoo! Piahoo. Reverend Tad Haggard, who lost his church because of a gay sex scandal, he's now going on ABC's Wife Swap to be part of that show. He's going to be swapping wives with Gary Busey. This makes the 100th fake fucking reality show Gary Busey's been on. He loves it. This is crazy. What happened, man? He had point break. What is this? Uh, What am I doing? Apprentice or celebrity rehab? What is this? Am I living with more celebrities? I go by FDR, Faithful Direct. Just stop it with the acronyms. Piahoo! Piahoo, everybody. Gordon Ramsay getting a new uh, show. Does this one have to do with kitchens? Not completely. Hut it. Hut it down. This time he's going in to help struggling hotels. He's kind of expanded past the kitchen. Into hotel rooms. Mm. What? Stop it. We're not doing turndown service tonight. I think I can't see this thing working. I think people have had enough of Gordon Ramsay screaming at people. Also, what, what does he know about hotels? He stays at them while he goes around screaming at people. He said he studied hotel management in college. So did I. All right, we've got a little bit of this. Uh, we're going to play the new show. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it off. Shut the kitchen down. Hello. Shut it down. Shut it down. Forget it. One more dish back. I'm going to fucking shut it down. I love it. I think it's the best show I've ever heard of. Alan. Yeah, hey Fez, why don't you name the segment Ron Starves while Fred, Fez reads shit he doesn't like in the news? 
Yeah, give us just some shit that you like, Fez. You're so negative with your news. Uh, 31% of Americans prefer texting to actually using their phones to talk to somebody. And that the average American gets 41.5 texts every day. This really is starting to seem like the local news where they tell you shit you already know. Seems like more and more people are texting every day now. I just got one right now from my cousin. Right back to him. Are you there? I hope you're spelling out those letters. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. Oh, they show the water. So this texting is catching on, is it, Fez? People are loving it. Are you on the uh, top? Uh, are you over or under on the forty-one and a half a day? That seems insane. Forty-one and a half texts every single day. Well, that's because you don't have a lot of friends. That's just the sent ones or the ones you receive as well? That's a combination. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm there. All we do on this show is ever text each other uh, back and forth. There's a lot of texting. We never call each other on the phone unless it's like, what, are you fucking kidding me? When that fucking phone rings, you know, oh, shit. I like sending texts. I just send you a text right now, Fez. Oh, okay. So that can be your one. How many do you think you get a day? I probably get five. Oh. All right, I just got a text from you. Yeah. It says, this news sucks. If you get the smiley face next, you know I was just joking. Oh, okay. I'll wait for it. Mm. You'll have another heart attack waiting for that. Then it, oh, here, here's one. All right, this is from uh, Smartass Zito. Says thanks for breakfast. Jesus Christ! Making a mockery. I'm gonna end up going over my forty-one and a half average. And I've got the uh, look at the new television. Oh, I hope it's a flat screen. New television shows in prime time. Last night, of course, was the X Factor that we talked about. Also, um, this one I'm staying with. I watched Revenge on ABC. I think they gave a, it's a little it's it's very very soap opera ish, but so is this new segment. So, but I'm going to stick with it just to see how it turns out. I think the big problem they gave on this one is the fact that they let everyone know why the girl was out for revenge already. Am I on the show or am I, doing, am I talking to my mom on the show? I really feel like I'm on the phone. I know, Mom. will enjoy revenge. I gotta go now. <laughs> I liked revenge. It was a little soap opera The Hank Azaria TV show I said miss yesterday. Yeah, that's a miss. Unless it's Hank Azaria doing voices. People don't want Hank Azaria just being Hank Azaria. You feel like you speak for all the people? That, no, that's just my opinion. But when this, this thing gets canceled, this is just one man's opinion. When this thing gets canceled, well, uh, it'll it'll prove me right. And then the Christina Applegate Will Arnett show that's not uh, up all night. Also, still uh, sticking with a miss on that one. What they need to do there is more Maya Rudolph. Okay. Give her the show. The show should be about the Maya Rudolph character. 
they already, I think, retooled it to put her in more because people were like, uh-oh. And then Bridesmaids came out and they put her in as much as possible now. They should just do Bridesmaid, the TV show, starring explosive diarrhea. Ugh. You're right. <laughs> Liquidy shit. Ugh. What are you reading, Fez? Uh, new show's coming out tonight. That's start tonight. The premiere of the revamped Charlie's Angels on ABC at 8 p.m. I will come out with a new show called Charlie's Ankles. It's just some guy named Charlie showing off his ankles for half an hour. Is it like a model, or is it just a guy proud of his ankles? Look at look at that. Is that skin cancer? <laughs> oh, he's worried. <laughs> <laughs> this Serious. blew my mind. Slow ankles. Tell me the truth. Are my ankles too small? No, I think they look good. They don't look like uh, pull sticks to you, cue sticks. No, no. You're all right. Oh. There's a mole there, though. I could turn cancerous. Did you get it checked? Next week on Charlie's Ankles. Ouch, my ankle's killing me. You okay? No, I think I turned it. All right, let's get you to a doctor then. I don't go to doctors. They might find cancer. <laughs> Do we ever see the characters, or is it just a camera on the floor, a shot of the ankles? Just the ankles, Fuzz. Also tonight on CBS, Person of Interest. I would redo that show as Ankles of Interest. Oh, cool. Whose ankles are they? It's very interesting. There's a mole. It might be Charlie's. So this is uh, Jim Cassavell and uh, Michael Emerson, who was Ben Linus on Lost. This show is a presumed dead CIA agent. More CIA. Is Teller Lautner in it? Seems to be the trend this fall. Who joins forces with a billionaire software genius, played by Ben Linus. And they uh, form a vigilante crime-fighting team for revenge. I don't think there's any revenge in this. It's kind of like Minority Report, where apparently, according with this uh, software, they can predict crimes before they happen. Mm. So this My Minority Report is... Uh, I saw a minority do something. Oh, what? Was it a crime? Doesn't matter what. It's all my report. Okay, I'll give it a read. Done reading TV Guide? Are we moving on, or what are we doing? Oh, uh, a couple more shows. Mm. Also, the uh, NBC comedies start tonight, Community, Parks and Recreation, and The Office is back, naming the new boss. And then after that on NBC is Whitney on NBC, starring Whitney Cummings, which this will be the biggest miss yet. This, this show will go quickly. Right off of the NBC uh, lineup. And then tonight at 10, new show, Prime Suspect, starring Maria Bello. As a detective who's trying to find her way through the male-dominated world of the police department in New York City. Hope she makes it through okay. That one's going to be a hit. I feel like I don't even need to watch these now. So that and that's uh, what's going to be on tonight. That's the new television lineup, new primetime shows tonight. When do you stop worrying about this? Well, once everything's out. When is that? After next week. So what, two weeks. Yeah. So not everything has premiered yet. He just stepped on you. What was it? What about mid-season replacements? Why do you joke about it? I'm just. I'm just. I hope everyone bites in every sandwich you ever fucking <laughs> ever? have. Ever. I hope someone fucking bangs it with a syphilis cock. 
I don't want that. But try, seriously, it's like you're trying to annoy. Fuck that sandwich. Oh, oh that's gross. So this new commercial, this takes the More TV. This takes the male beating even further. The male bashing. This one is a guy who's uh on his phone while changing the baby. He's talking about the big game with his friend, but he's in the nursery. He's taking care of his daughter. He starts yelling and cheering t- talking to his friend, I guess about the game. The wife comes in and just glares at him and makes him hang up his phone. Now, this is a guy who's actually doing, I guess, what the guy is supposed to be doing. He's taking care of his baby. He's doing the diaper changing. He's in the nursery. He's taking care of his daughter, and he's still not allowed to talk on the phone. And it's the bizarre thing is, it's for a phone... And for different apps or whatever. So it's a telephone commercial where people are saying, hang up that phone and quit using it. Would you turn that thing off right now? He can't win, huh, this fella? No. Poor bastard. He's just leave his fucking family. Get rid of his son. Uh, hey, Candyman, you're in my face. Hey, boys. Hey, um, I'm I'm putting together a Halloween package, but it sounds like Fezzy doesn't want any Whoppers in the box. No, thank you. I love Whoppers. And Whoppers. Did you guys go through 23 pounds of candy in two weeks? Didn't really touch it since Zito. But the candy fine. It's in wrappers. All right, maybe I'll okay. touch something. It's delicious. Okay. Well, I got I got a little surprise for Fezzy. Uh, it's Dark Knight related. Uh, it's something we did a long time ago. So I'm going to put that in the next box for him. Beautiful. Thank you, Candyman. You guys got it. If you have any requests, you guys got my contact. So just send me, send me, send me a line, okay? Okay. Okay, Candyman. All right, guys, have a good day. Bye. I was thinking about this, where people go to sleep, love to go to sleep in a thunderstorm, where you hear the rain, you hear the clap of thunder, you doze gently off. Hmm, Let me think about that, because I don't know if everyone does. I think I can sleep in a storm, but I've been, I've talked to a lot of people, because I couldn't sleep a wink all night, because of that thunderstorm. It fucks some people up, the thunderclaps really. Some people, it bothers. Yeah. I was wondering if that's the only soothing loud noise. What about TV? A lot of people sleep with their TV on all night. I'll pass out with the TV on or music playing or something. Just playing the rock hard. It's like, yeah, whatever. What about the ocean? Is that really loud? Depends on where you are. You've never stayed on the beach before? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it doesn't have that same volume as like a thunderclap. Mm, sorry, it's not up to your expectations. I'm out. Let's get these decibels up on this fucking water. All right, them bulldozers smashing against each other. It's the only way I can get to sleep. Weird, right? See, that's not gonna. No, no one. They're not gonna put that on any sort of sleep machine where it's explosions going off. The only way I can uh, sleep is if I hear a baby choking on something. Oh. And then I just doze off. That's soothing. Like a hobbit getting up for that. That's a baby truck. What if the kid's really, yeah. What if it dies? I need help. What if it doesn't? Well, I guess then, yeah, then you would have been nice and asleep. Yeah. I'm willing to take that chance. (laughs) 
would have gotten up for no reason. With babies, they, um, the language we use with them, it's supposed to be words that babies would say, but you've never heard a baby say, goo goo gaga. And you've never heard. I don't want to look like I'm just starting trouble, so I'm not going to say a word. You've never heard a baby say, we. And yet people will say that back and forth to babies. Babies never say we? I think they, uh, they might get a we out of a kid. Not that I hang around many babies. I'm sure they learn it from us. But yeah, babies will go we when you swing them around. They will? My kid actually did this. I'm not trying to fuck with Fez, but just went like this. Goo. Goo. And we fucking busted up. <laughs> goo. Goo. Like, you fucking cliche. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't want to make it seem like I just bust Fez's balls. But I like to bust Fez's balls. But in this case, I was trying to give it a a fucking rest. But I saw when the Wii thing didn't take off, I just said, all right, I'm going to tell my story. Go, go. Stop it. <laughs> Don't stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I said, here, chew on the steak. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Sleep to that? If pot was going to be legal in America and mm. sold, what store would carry it? Would you still go pot to stores, like in California and Colorado? Oh, I thought those were like out of drug stores, like out of the apothecaries. <clears throat> They're their own places. The fucking pharmacies don't fucking carry that. No, there's no fucking brand pharmacy out there with a weed section. <laughs> Here's our hydro. I have a coupon. Because in Amsterdam, it's the coffee shops. These answers are as close as Google. <laughs> there's already how many in California and fucking... There's, I think there's more in fucking Colorado. In Colorado now. They, they fucking love it. They're just selling weed all over the place. But you also got to have a script. Yeah, but you can just, it's yeah, right. bullshit. It's like, oh, I have anxiety. I can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here you go. I can't sleep. The baby's choking all night. I guess like anything, it would spread. You know, like cigarettes, you can get just about anywhere. Gas stations, convenience stores. True. You can get not as many places as you used to. No. When was the last time you saw a cigarette machine? Oh, God. I think I saw one, like, years ago in, like, a random bar, but it was, like, a more, like, futuristic type one. Yeah, now you got to put 100 in it. Yeah. And they still want it in change. You need several rolls of quarters. Ten. I saw this looking at the football this weekend. The Buccaneer spread. I've I can I just, uh, for, as a little joke thing, just sure. have fun. Looking at the football. What do you mean? Are you looking at the game or are you looking just at the, the football? football? What? Football. You're looking at the football. The football that's coming up this weekend. Yeah, but it looks like you're looking at the football. No one else has that thing. Oh, looking at the games this weekend. Okay. The Buccaneers spread. I don't know if I've noticed this ever happen without some sort of major injury or suspension. Mm -hmm. The Bucks went from being an underdog to a favorite. It all has to do with where the gamblers are. It isn't put on anything other than gambling money. Okay. So the, the lines change depending on where the money comes in. 
Yeah, the Bucks went from a point and a half underdog to a point and a half favorite. And you've never heard of that happening in history. You've never saw the line move. I've seen the line move, but not where one went from being a dog to a favorite. Yeah, but those. Th- but that's only because there was only a point and a half there. Uh, who are they playing? The Falcons. Uh, and see, this is what I and I looked for injuries and stuff to see if there was something that would have changed the flow of the money. Because the Falcons beating the Eagles on uh, Sunday night, you would have thought that would have you know made the Bucks an even bigger dog. I don't know. This is probably why. Oh, Matt Ryan sore. Yeah, because he got beat up by the Eagles, basically. Why don't we break here? Uh, back in just a couple of minutes with more. <laughs> on the Run of Fest show. Shit. I am not a piece of shit. Yeah, but you're a little bitch. Sure are. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. Let's be undecided. Let's take our time. It's the Ron Fez Show. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Email sent to us. Uh, one of our listeners, Eric... Has a show coming out on Nat Geo, Nat Geo, October 2nd at 8 o'clock. He says they're not going to do any promotion for the show, um, but they build houses in this. Uh, and Fez has mentioned before on his Yahoo News how they made a real up house from the movie. Um, so that's October 2nd, 8 o'clock on Nat Geo. Um, 8 o'clock, October 2nd, Net Geo. And as we get a little closer to this, we'll try to get Eric on the show. And remember, if you're a listener to this show, and you have a television show, and you won't get promoted by the networks, we will promote it for you. So, so far, uh, Eric and Jay Moore, they've got our full promotion uh, background. All right, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ, 866-RUN-ZERO-FEZ. Make sure you listen tomorrow. We give out a cool prize. It's about Los Angeles, signed by Tom Morello. Boom, that easy. Gigantic. Uh, Happy Sad Media has put together beautiful Ron Bennington interviews. Uh, There's a lock on it, and that'll be the contest tomorrow. How to pick a lock. But go over now to Sad Happy Media and check it out. Check out the great job they've done on uh, Ron Bennington interviews. And uh, I'll make sure I get Eric on the show as we get a little closer. Now, we got into this uh, debate uh, earlier. It was during one of the breaks, and um, people brought up uh, uh, over the fact of when is it okay to cheat, which I never knew that there was considered. I mean, I thought the whole point of cheating is that it's never okay to cheat. Now, Hicks, I know that you cheat on your check quite a bit. Actually, no, never. Doesn't Mm. happen. Not gonna happen. Zito, is there any time that it's okay to cheat? I think I'd probably cheat if the girl in question was like super famous. Like, right, give me the mo- Give me no. Give me the least famous person that you would cheat with. Local newscaster. Okay, uh, that's bad. Oh. That's really bad <laughs> because that's somebody who really only comes on at five. 
Um, Maybe they have a local but Emmy. I will open it up to you. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Open marriage doesn't count. No. Understanding does not count. Obviously, Coldplay and Gwenny have their own thing worked out. Yeah. And yeah. like Fez already said during Yahoo News, that ain't nobody's business but their own. Mm-mm. And yet, you're listening to this show, you know you cheat, pick up the phone and explain why. And I'm going to give you this. Like I did before with the people who throw trash out their window, this is a non-judgmental, Mm-mm. non-judgmental area. Um I see that our intern, what did you say his name was? B-Dog. B-Dog is raising his hand. B-Dog, when is it okay to cheat? I think when it's when the person that you're cheating with is better than what you already have already. All right, so if there's somebody more attractive, then there's no such thing as a relationship in your world. (laughs) Because that's the same thing as a, a guy just acting like a single. Um... And I'm not even sure when and where we line this stuff up, but we know that we have it. We know the difference between the two, and there is such a thing as cheating in the world. Now, if you're going to believe the stuff that you read, uh, it's something like 60 or 70% of the men and 30 or 40% of the women have done what they consider cheating, which is basically doing something that their uh, partners don't know about. All right, let's go over here to Beast. Be- oh, I just lost you, buddy. I'm in a little bit of trouble with the phones here, but we'll keep this going. Hi, you're on the Ron and Fez Show. Who's this? It's Michael. Michael, how you doing, my friend? Now, first of all, are you married or not married? I'm married. All right, married. And would you do something that society would deem cheating? No, I wouldn't. But you're but not taking it... You in haven't taken opinion. it off the table yet. Well, but, no, well, in my opinion, I can tell you when I think it's okay to. Okay, go ahead. If your spouse, whether you're the man or you're the wife, either one, if they refuse to give any up to you. All right, so... They go a year and they, re- they turn you down. And, oh, I got the headache or whatever. Right, so you have a 365-day rule on this. Now, would you say to your spouse... I'm not so happy with the amount that you're turning me down, so I'm going to start cruising around, or would just keep that to yourself? I would tell her. All right, so you would tell her, which I would say uh, would not be uh, cheating. Um, Let's go over here to John. John in Virginia, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Hey, Ron. Hey, Fez. Hey, Peppermint Patty. Uh, Are you married, John? Peppermint. I was, but I... I got divorced because I cheated, and I wasn't getting any, and I got in trouble because of all the... I called you, like, about five or six months ago. All right. Now, wh- how exactly did you get caught, John? Well, <clears throat> I got caught because I was on the internet, and I got busted, and I got thrown in jail, and then I just told her everything. All right. Hold on. You got thrown in jail? Yep. Now, what did you go to the jail? What did you go to jail for? Uh, you don't remember? I got caught no. because I was, I was chatting with a cop, and I thought it was a... <clears throat> An 18-year-old. I, I didn't know. So you thought you... Well, first of all, it's not against the law to be with an 18-year-old. Uh-uh, so right. you had to think it was somebody even younger. But it was a male cop. Right, exactly. You were jerking off to a male cop pretending it was an underage girl. I thought it was. Well, yeah, I was... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and how old did you honestly think that the girl was? 
16. Uh, so you thought, and you're how old, John? I'm 47. All right, so basically this, in your world, 47-year-old man, 16-year-old girl, that would work. Now, did you ever have any plans on seeing the 16-year-old girl? Not at all. Which was really a 40-year-old cop. Right. Yeah. yeah. How much time did you end up doing? Uh, okay, 21 months. All right, so you did 21 months, and you're in jail. You're with uh, murderers, rapists, bank robbers, no, uh, nine yards, arsonists, and you have to tell them, I'm in jail for, for typing. I'm in here mm -hmm. for typing. <laughs> Which is kind of embarrassing. Well, what I, did, I, I mean, that's in a pitch. I mean, that's what got me in trouble. Right, but the thing is that you jerked off and shared a fantasy with another man. I mean, when you really get to the bottom of this, it's very fucking bizarre. We're almost at Minority Report. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, now, uh, were you planning on saying? No, not at all. Not at all. All right, so what makes it cheating, John? Why did you cheat? Well, I cheated on a female that I met... On the phone, and 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 then kind of like another part of Virginia. Okay, and that person you weren't really with either. That could have been I a was, man I with was, a high voice. No, no, no. That, that <sighs> was a female. That was a female. All right, let's. Uh, all right, I appreciate it, buddy. All right, let's uh, over here to Marley in Edmonton. We're talking to the cheaters, the cheating cheaters, to find out why they cheat. Marley, what do you got, buddy? Uh, Ron, I fuck you. I can't tell you why you cheat. You just, you just do it. So, you, in the back of your mind, you never even consider it. No, you just, you're like, what the hell am I doing? All of a sudden, you're there, and it's happening. You're like, why am I doing this? And there's, as soon as it's over, you're, you fucking feel like guilt. You sit in the driveway. You stare at the door. You're like, why, why am I even, you know, going home now? So, do you, can you imagine if this was any other behavior and you didn't know why you did it? Like, I don't know how... I ended up on this Ferris wheel. I'm just driving down the road, and the next thing I know, I'm at a fair in a Ferris wheel, and I should be working. I mean, does it happen in other, any other parts of your life? Uh, no. no. You don't suddenly end up in a rowboat somewhere and don't <laughs> even remember how you got the concept? So at no I wish, yeah. I at, wish it did happen because it would be a lot easier to, you know, to live with, but you're right. Like, I, it, nothing else, no other aspect of my life does that happen. Now, you feel horrible about it. I feel like shit. And your wife doesn't know? Uh, I'm not married, no. Oh, well, then who are you girlfriend. cheating on? Oh, your girlfriend. girlfriend. So how long have you been with this girl? A couple years. Now, how long does it take you before you go from that horrible feeling to just being like a regular person, you know, having um, Chinese food together, watching a movie and not thinking about it? Probably a couple months. All right, so it takes you two months to get over it. And how long yeah, is it? Rough. Yeah. How long does it take yeah. you to seduce the other woman? Huh. Well, I, see, I, see, I think it's, it's usually when it just comes up, right? Like, I don't go out looking to seduce. It's just kind of the opportunity presents itself, and I'm like, well, okay. See, I have friends that swear to me they can't meet anyone. Here's this gentleman who's trying not to meet people and just finds himself there. Doesn't know how it goes down. Um... Let's go over here to Jim in Tennessee. You're a cheating cheater. How and why do you cheat? Uh, just the opportunity. Couldn't pass it up. Uh, what what kind of opportunity came your way out of nowhere? Just uh, at a casino, and 
ran into uh, a famous golfer's wife, or now ex-wife. Uh-huh. But uh, didn't really try anything, and at the end of the night, she said, I'm going home with you, and I said, okay. All right, and now what point did you think to yourself, I'm here with Mrs. Chichi Rodriguez. When, <laughs> why, what is it about you that she had to go home with you? I have no idea, but she did. Now, uh, you're married, right? Your wife never found out about it? No, not yet. No golf tees uh, left around? Now, Hicks, if you found yourself in this predicament of him, famous golfer's wife, could you turn it down? <laughs> yeah, I could turn it down. I mean, Miss, Miss Rodriguez. Wait, there's green There's green time, Steve. You're gonna get the, all the greens fees are gone. <laughs> and you're going to line it up to putt. How do you find out it's a famous golfer's wife? I wouldn't recognize any golfer's wife. Um, let's go over here to Jason in Chicago. Jason. Hey, what's up? What's up, buddies? Hey. Uh, I've been married for two years, and it's just, it's two different girls that I've had previous relationships with. Um, just kind of secretly still talk to them, and then um, once in a while I'll, you know, hook up with one or the other. All right, um, old girlfriends. Now, do you, all, have you always, even before this happened, have you had it in the back of your head, hey, I'm going to keep these two on the shelf just in case? Um, not really. Um, I never set out to do that, but these other girls are younger and they're more sexually, um, I'm more sexually attracted to them than not, than my wife. Um, so it just kind of comes up from time to time and you know, I feel like an asshole, but I was no, you're coming thing. off like a great guy, but, um, <laughs> but so you do have guilt with your wife. Yes, I do. And then when I come home and I know that she doesn't know then I, I just, I feel like a million bucks and. Um, but then I just do it again. Like, I really can't help it. All right, so, wait. So every time she doesn't catch you, you just feel great about it. You feel like yeah, this feel is fantastic. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that might be all even part of it. And again, uh, we're not here to judge. This is the Ron and Fez show. We're just here to um, to find out. Uh, Lance in Louisiana, are you a cheating cheater? Uh, no, I am, but I have a, a serious question, Ron. So right, we all know women. Women all know what goes on at a bachelor party, right? No. So do we get a pass at a bachelor party? First of all, there is no definitive bachelor party. I have been at a bachelor party before when fellas lined up to pull a train on a prostitute. There you go. Um, you and in? I will honestly tell you, worst bachelor party I was ever at. <laughs> um, but the groom did not get laid. Right. Nor did the best man or anybody like that. Just the hanger on. Yeah, it was the hanger ons. It was the low lives. I don't, I don't want to use the word crazed, but I don't know where else to go. I'm trying to make an example for you guys, but that whole thing of, hey, there's a prostitute and all of us guys are going to share her, not all that appealing. Um, I mean, here's Fez grossed out because. Two women would have used the same vibrator. vibrator over a six-month period, and here's guys sharing a a prostitute in real time. Uh, yeah. Um, let's go over here to Brad in Missouri. Brad, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. Uh, Ron, several months back, well, to reiterate on what a guy was saying earlier, mm -hmm. several months back we had the Ron Appreciation Show where people were calling in telling you what you meant to them. I called in and said that you encouraged me to go back into the rooms. And, you know, kind of put the bottle away. But it, it didn't help on with the women, because I'm the same way I am with the bottle that I, with women. I, it's an addiction. I, I, I get that high and that rush, and I keep trying to catch it, keep trying to catch it. And then when I'm done with it, 
you know, it's like the next morning, it's like, God, what have I done? Why did I do this? And I just can't stop. So, I mean, I don't, I think it is an addiction that we, we, tr- we try to deal with, and some of us just can't win. Well, there's, um, I mean, if it was a, a person that was an alcoholic, a practicing alcoholic, telling you that, you wouldn't tell them to work a program? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, so what about you? I mean, you know enough about this that you're just saying, hey, I work a program on one thing and not on the other. Yeah. I, I don't know, Ron. I, you do right. know. That's the thing. I don't even have to sit here and explain it to you. You already have all the answers in front of you. Yeah. That's, that's why I call you, Ron. You're, you're my guru. Oh, I don't want to be that, dude. I don't want to be that. And I surely am not uh, judging. Here's Nolan. Nolan, you're on the Ron of Fez show. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Love, uh, love Peppy, love Fez, love you guys. Oh, it's very uh, nice. Yeah, uh, I, I, have, I have two sides of this situation, actually. I have cheated before, but the only reason I don't even feel remotely bad about it is because I had tried to break up with her several times before, including locking her out of my house, and the cops had to take her away. And uh, it was over for me. It obviously wasn't for her, so I had I had no compunction about uh, seeing other women. But uh, on the flip side of that, this just happened to me two nights ago. Um, I, uh, I I just moved up uh, to Colorado, and uh, I'm I'm not super good with girls, but uh, uh, I ha- I met a really cute girl in a bar, and we ended up going home, and uh, she stayed the night, and uh, she had left her phone in my pickup. And we didn't wake up until about ten ten thirty in the morning, and uh, I find out she has a boyfriend who had been trying to call her since six thirty in the morning, and so I had to go down to where her car was and answer questions to the police because she uh, she neglected to inform me she had a boyfriend and her boyfriend had reported her missing, so uh, so yeah. That's that's the two sides of the story for you. Yeah, there you have it. Um, isn't it funny how messy some of these things will get? So around the Fed show, of course, this is one of those no-judgment places where you can just uh, speak. Uh, Zito told us that he would cheat if the person worked in local news. Um, nice. In a small market? I'm going to, yes, and they don't even have to anchor. I mean, he's just going to be one of those people that they throw it to that's standing out to school talking about the bus strike. I'm in. Love it. Um, but he loves celebrity. Any kind of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go over here to uh, Larry. You're on Renafez. Fez. Ron, how you doing, buddy? Good. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I've been at this marriage game for like 40 years. And it just seemed like, I don't know, like after she had the, the first child, it, I guess it's a woman hormone thing. They, I don't know, they just kind of shrug you off. You know, you got to get up early, go to go to work, and you're in bed by yourself. I, it's not an excuse, but that's, you know, and then, you know, you see somebody, think things click. I don't know. Uh, and you've been able to keep this to yourself? No, no, she seems like she's found out every time it happened. Yeah, every single time. It seems like, yeah. yeah. It seems like. <laughs> I love the fact that this is like, you know, your 40-year marriage. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's kind of a, I don't really know her all that well. I don't know exactly what she's thinking. Um, Fez Watley talking about earlier about his Buccaneers and how they are uh, moved ahead to beat the team this week that uh, a lot of people picked to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. 
But once again, here's the Tampa fans. Holly and St. Pete writes, local game blacked out. Oh, my God. Some of these places, particularly Florida, need to lose their, their teams. Um, let's go over here. Um, well, let's go to Tom and PA. Tom, go ahead, buddy. Ronnie B., what's up, man? Yeah. Hey, uh, once I completely cut out the porn, man, I just completely stopped cheating, man. So it was all about porn for you? I, don't, I guess so, man. I, I don't know what it was, but every, you know, I just completely cut it out and... No, see, this is one of the reasons why a lot of the women, they don't like their guy to be with pornography, and then other people see that as no big deal. But in the case of Tom, he's saying that's what took him down the road. It changed everything for him. That's why I can't watch a fucking beer commercial. Oh, or I will just get up, leave the house, and go get a sixer. Oh, no. Thank God for TiVo. Thank God for Tebow, I like to say. Uh, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Mike in Minnesota. You're a cheating, cheating dog. What happened? Oh, I was kind of interested in anthropology and stuff, so I was helping a friend of mine test pheromone-based cologne. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up sleeping with the wife's best friend. She couldn't, she couldn't help herself. Next time I saw her, didn't wear it. Couldn't have cared less about me. So I wore it again. It worked again. And a couple times after that. Mike, why do I feel like you're going to plug cologne here on the show? Sex Panther. <laughs> I ended up throwing the stuff away. It almost ruined my life. Seriously, I want to know what kind of fucking cologne it is. I want to know this cologne. <laughs> uh, you, want, you want the name of it? Yes. Oh. Uh, I think it was like Aphrodite's something or other. A cologne uh, so a. good, even guys will suck your dick. Aphrodite's. <laughs> it was Liz Taylor's White Diamonds. It's a cologne so good, it'll ruin your marriage. Aphrodite's. He's the male version of Poison Ivy from the comic books. A cologne so good, you'll have to throw it away. Oh my god. I can't find it via Google. It's really bumming me out. Yeah, I don't fucking think it exists. <laughs> First of all, I can't even believe he gets laid with that Minneapolis fucking accent. And, and how, yeah, come how, on in. How could you forget the name of the cologne that just fucking makes I mean, fuck you? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, that's the fucking. I could understand if someone said there was a perfume. That smelled like pussy, and guys were attracted to it. <laughs> but I, I don't know if women are going to smell something and, lose it. and then mistakenly fuck some guy from Minnesota. I don't know why I fucked him last night. <laughs> oh, I smelled something, and the next thing I know, he's riding his cock. Rufalin. Uh, let's go over here to um, Chris. Chris, you're on the run of Fish show. Hey, guys, I always wondered this. What do you think is the worst form of betrayal for cheating? If you go spend money and pick up a prostitute, or if you pick up a chick at a party or a bar or, like, a friend of a friend? I always think, like, you can always write off, like, doing it as, like, a business transaction with a hook you need to drop a load. But, like, to me, if you're picking up a chick at a party or a bar and you're, like, already committed, you got to, like, kind of woo them. you kind of have to lie about your background. I always thought that was worse than, me, than just getting a hooker. Um, so have you used that with your chick? Have you said to her what would be worse if I was with I a hooker? 
Yeah, I've asked her, and she, I think they have women at the stereo think with hooks that are just dirty, they think it's worse, but I, I can't imagine it being worse than, like, lying that you're married or lying you have kids or kind of lying about your life to pick up another broad. It is, uh, it is an interesting thing when you put it that exact way. Honey, it's not like anyone cares about this. I gave her some money. Then I put my penis in her vagina. Why are you making a big deal about this? And then I came, and then it was over, and I'll never see her again. So Probably not. The big, oh, pff, yeah. Honey, before you get mad at me, smell this cologne. I bought it from a man in Minnesota. <laughs> it it smells, smells like bowling balls. <laughs> um, Aphrodite's something. Let's go over here to Lanny. Lanny, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I cheat. In fact, I'm going to cheat tonight. No. Uh, are you married or dating? Yeah, I'm married. No, I'm married. This is my... Uh, I'm married, but my wife's a total bitch. And the only reason I'm with her is for the kids. And they're right. real young. And uh, so... But I drive a truck, and uh, I've only cheated on her one, one other time. And it's going to be with the same girl that... That is, I'm going to be with tonight. But Now, who's that girl? I mean, how do you know her? Oh, uh, I, she's a friend of mine's uh, mom, actually. She's uh, a friend of yours' mom's. Yeah, well, I'm 35, and she's like 42. It's a guy I used to work with. Okay. Mother. Does the uh, guy know, by the way? No. Okay. No. Not that I know of, anyway. He might now if he's that serious. All right, so you've got yourself in quite a uh, a place where you guys can't be seen anywhere. Well, I, I like I said, I drive a truck, and mm. you know she's she's in another state in another town, mm. and that, that happens to be where I'm at today. So, and she knows all your circumstances. Yeah, yeah. The the girl that I'm cheating with. Yeah, yeah she knows that it's just you know that it's just sex. Now, you said that the reason why you did this is because your wife is a bitch. I'm always yeah. curious, why did you marry a bitch? What? I, I, because I guess I, I, uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't know any better. I mean, she was a bitch when I met her, but I guess I just didn't want to be alone. Right. So, and you didn't know, know that your friend's mom was going to be so great. Right, right. Um, so I, mean, I, I, I knew my friend's mom before I met my wife. But, you know, I was too shy and didn't uh, tell her I had a crush on her and all this. You don't seem like that shy to me. Now, oh. do you cheat just for the sex, or is it also yeah. the time no, that you spend with this woman? Well, uh, it's a little bit of both. Because my wife, uh, since January, we've only, you know, been together like three times. And I'm all, I get home every other weekend and driving a truck. Uh -huh. And she just, she's not interested in it whatsoever. All the medicine and stuff that she's on, and I guess. All right, my but, friend. Uh, but you're going to keep on doing it. Yeah, well, every time I come to this city and state that this girl lives in, yeah. All right, thank you. Uh, Ian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, I've been in situations where I've been the cheaty, I guess you would call it, mm -hmm. and you still feel uh, just as guilty. All right, no. Even, you, even worse. All right, so what you're saying, you've been the other guy. I've been the other guy, uh, no bullshit story, went to this lady's house in the middle of the day, around the holidays, Christmas tree was up, there's presents under the tree, felt like a total scumbag. Um, now, Hicks, could you be the other guy if you were a single fella? Yeah, I don't think that'd be a problem, whatever. Zeets? Oh, easily. I mean, I'm not the one in the relationship, where's the responsibility on my end? Fez? No, I, I couldn't do that. 
could you be the other guy, even if there was no one else involved in that whole thing? That would actually help us out a little bit there. Um, let's move over here to uh, Jen. Jen, you're on Run Fez. Hi. Yeah. Uh, I've been married for 18 years, and um, our relationship is pretty good. But my husband has ED, and um, our sex is either non-existent or very short, and I think about cheating all the time. I haven't yet, but now, I think about it. Who do you think about cheating with? Uh, mostly old boyfriends who I'm still friends with. Yeah. Always a problem. <laughs> we stay in touch. Yeah, Facebook. <laughs> Facebook's a problem. Now, uh, the erectile dysfunction, did you go ever go to a doctor for it? Yeah, but he's got um, he's got other issues with his body that that are circulation issues that it's probably not going to be fixed. Okay. So. Uh, and does he know that um, you're unhappy? Uh, no. No. Because I I'm afraid if I told him it would just make it worse. In what way? Um. That. We would add, add anxiety to what's already a physical issue. Mm -hmm. So, what about other ways of being pleased? That never comes up. Oh, we do that all the time. All right, but that's not enough for you. No, I got the feeling no matter what, you'd still be thinking about these old boyfriends. <laughs> it's the possibility. Yeah, I mean that might be just part of it that you might be the type of person that just likes some different stuff. Now, do you ever say that to your husband? Hey, hey, wouldn't this be funny if we ever did this? <laughs> um, it just, I, I don't think it would be interesting if it was him. Okay. All right, so here's the thing. I'm going to give you a number of a young Mark Zito who's interested in becoming... The other fella. Ever been on the news? <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, ever just been videotaped anywhere? Yeah, like YouTube, anything, like yeah. a cell phone. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Jen, thanks for being honest with us. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. By the way, her st show starts at 5 o'clock today. Uh, it's the whatever show. I've been thinking about cheating with a bald-headed man at work named Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody get to meet her husband yesterday? I saw him. I didn't meet him. Did he look like he was in agony? Like every day is painful? Cuckoldy. Oh, stop oh, it. Oh, wow. That's really the worst thing. That's the well, second worst thing you'll ever say about a man. No, he was cool. Um, so, but the show went great yesterday? From what I could tell, yeah. I had some delicious pizza. I heard some people sing some songs. Seemed like a big success. Hicks, uh, I told Hicks, well, I gotta leave here because I'm going to that thing. Then little did I know, the fucking thing I had to go to was r almost back here. <laughs> so I had to go across town, then I went to my normal screening place, it wasn't there, and then had to hustle across town with the fucking craziness going on. Uh, what a nightmare. And then, then fucking Hicks just said to me, just go in late. And I did. I had to be the guy who went in late. I'm sorry. And then later I'm like, why wasn't I even later? Why didn't I just skip? I would have been able to do just as... Well, actually, I would have probably been more enthusiastic if I hadn't seen it.
Um, let's go over here to John. John, you're on my face. Hey, morning, guys, or afternoon, guys. Uh, yeah. I cheated on my girlfriend uh, about two years ago on my birthday with a prostitute, and it will be a regret for the rest of my life. I, I, I honestly, I don't feel it all the time, but I, I feel just awful about it. Now, the regret is an interesting thing. When, at, when do you regret? When does it pop up? Well, when I, when I hear subjects like this on the radio. or mm -hmm. when I, Yeah, well, uh, that doesn't happen all the time. Come on. So don't no, and no one's judging you here. This is a no-judge zone. What a fucking cheater this guy is. Still my conscience just won't let me birthday. get it. Yeah. So how did you get the prostitute? You called her? Yeah. And met her where? Uh... It was online mm -hmm. at my house. I mean, it was all just. All right, awful. that's nice. So, in your home, in your bed, you ever put on yeah. your wife's nightgown? What did you do? How far did you take this? I went in the kids' room. Oh, what the? Okay. okay, no judgment. All right, so which child's room? How old's the child whose room you used? Uh, it was under a year. She was still in a crib. Was she uh, there at the time? Was, my wife was. My wife was home. No, no, not my wife wasn't home, but my my daughter was. Yes. So she stayed in the crib while you were with the prostitute. Yes. In the same room. Yes. Let's hope I feel this baby. About it. No, don't feel terrible. Let's just hope this baby never talks. If I told you nice that there baby. was a scene so close to this in the movie I saw last night, except for its murder, he was in the crib oh. and saw his real mom get murdered and would always come back as dreams. It's like sexy abduction, this guy's life. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it happens more often than I, than I thought. I guess I... No, you know, it doesn't. More normal. Um, it's a movie. Why don't you do this? Instead of calling it the nursery, call it the hooker fuck room. Go like this. Honey, um... We got any clean towels for the hooker fuck room? What? I meant nursery. <laughs> what did I say? Hooker fuck room. That's odd. I don't know Brilliant. why I said what? that. Since what I never. What does it need to be? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's crazy because that's where our daughter sleeps. Why would I take a prostitute in there? It sounds like you're fucking prostitutes in there. <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, are you drunk again? Please tell me you're not drinking this. again. <laughs> um. Oh, he hung up, I guess, when we started to improv, how funny his life is. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's sad. I've, again, you're not judged, dude. No. And again, you know, here's the thing. Does regret ever fucking help? No, it just makes you know, shitty. You got to change. If you don't like the things you're doing, obviously you got to change them. There's some guys could have done that in a heartbeat and never came up again. Yeah. And then when their daughter rem remembered at an earlier age, go like this. Oh, honey, you must have been dreaming crazy things again. No, nuts. Come on. No. No. I don't. You're crazy. Um, Chris, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, uh, Ronnie. I got to say that sometimes cheating, I'm speaking of this from personal experience that's going on right now, that cheating not only hurts the, the relationship you're in, but also friendship. I have this girl that I'm currently quote-unquote seeing that we have both been cheating on each other ever since the day we met. She is living with somebody else, and I was with somebody else. But for two years, we have been seeing each other in, like, rabbits. Every time we get together, that's all we are. We're just together, together, together. 
and it came right down to a point that we actually fell for each other. Now both of us are kind of caught with moral conundrums of what to do with our friendship versus everything else in life. Um, wow. Yeah, I get, well, there's always complications. Uh, here's Michelle in St. Louis. You're on Ron Fez. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that um, I was blindsided and had been a victim and of a cheater, so I got him back, but now I can't get rid of the guy that I did that with. So your way of getting even is to fuck someone else. Uh, yeah, and I owe him another one because there was twice that he did that. Yeah. Well, then, uh, keep doing it. You two have your own little game you're being played. Having fun, too. Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. All right. That is all <laughs> working out. It's all working out. Everybody loves it. Here's the lady trucker. Hi. What can we do for you? Hey, I was wondering if I'm famous enough for Zito to cheat. Hey, 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 Yeah, you're more than famous enough for him. Oh, God. That's right up his alley. He wants to get all oh, up in it. Oh, his third alley. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Fuck it. I uh, won't ever beat that. Well, unless we've got any more TV Yahoo News, I can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, but tonight, here's the big TV shows you want to watch. Welcome back, Cotter. And... Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Two, yes. I'm going to say hit on both of those. Oh, yeah. My, I think Mrs. <laughs> I don't know. That's star of that Fresh Prince. I think he's going places. Uh, back here tomorrow, head on over to Sad Happy Media. Or is it Happy Sad Media? Sad Happy. Sad Happy Media. Check out the new Ron Bennington uh, interviews page. There's a lock on it. But tomorrow, we'll have a little show on that. Uh, also, Nico's stopping in with us tomorrow. Dude Fest. For his Dude Fest, his trip to Colorado, doing Boulder the right way. That's it for us. Unless anybody's got any plugs. Once, twice. No. Well, what is it, Homestar? What did you want to say? Uh, that's the end of my show. Donk.